when I'm not sort of doing artwork, I play a lot of basketball. Nobody celebrates as hard as I do. I'm just like, wow. I hate that I'm saying this in front of like a lot of people or whatever. <laughs> Me and Carla come together on like married at first sight. Yeah, I knew it. I was waiting for it. Yeah, that's how it is. I knew it. I could tell when he walked in, this guy watches maps. I know I'm different to most people, but everybody's different to each other. Everybody is their own unique person. But why skulls? Oh my God. Before we go on, I probably should introduce oh, yeah, we'll do that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, you do, do you actually go by Andy online or you just Andy, you yeah. hide, Andy? Do you hide it? Is Not it? really, no. I, I guess I've just never been the one to try and get all the attention. So mm. I just, like, last six months have been like, yeah, it's just Andy, but yeah. it's still just Jack of the Dust. Yeah. All right, cool. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest, my friend Andy from Jack of the Dust. Thanks okay. for having me. We finally got him down to Melbourne. Well, we didn't get him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Formula One did. Yeah, Formula One. He's here and we're going to have a great chat. I guess. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. We've so already fun. been having a great chat. We've, so far, like, yeah. Honestly. Okay. We've done the intro halfway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ed Editing-wise, you're probably going to see stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly. Because we're like half an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> also, whoever comes gets confused. That's the camera pointing towards. Oh, yeah. Epic. Yeah, yeah epic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so because some people see me looking at that one. So yeah. they look oh, at that yeah, one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that one's but that one's not really going to catch her. <laughs> yeah, that... That one know, in the middle that, that is a wide yours. shot. Yeah. That yeah. one in the middle gets all three of us. Yeah, epic. Yeah. Uh, so it good. makes sense. You confused him more. But <laughs> nice setup. Nice setup. I love it. Uh, so good. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. And good to have you here. Yeah. And Thank you, man. Well, at least we've done that little half an hour. So yeah, at least I'm starting yeah, to get I'm used to having like good. the sound in my ears sort of thing. Like I'm talking in a hall to myself or something. Yeah. You get used to it pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm warming up. I'm warming up. So the, for the people that don't know you and know, know what you do, I know this is a bit formal, yeah. but yeah. explain to the audience. Yeah, easy. Um, Hey guys, my name's Andy from Jack of the Dust. So I'm based on the Gold Coast, Australia, and I make skulls. Um, Cody's got a couple of them around the room. Uh, so we've got a couple in the, here and just on the wall there up there with the redback spider um so we make these from the gold coast i've got a team of 14 people now with uh two shops and we send them all around the world but why skulls <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> um yeah so let's get into it um so oh man it's 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 a funny story i can actually tell you how how it first started so I was living in Coomera and I had roommates. So I was working as a boat builder, like 40 hours. I was working at the video shop, 15 hours. Um, and I was renting rooms out. So yeah. even before Jack of the Dust, I had three sources of income. Yeah. So I'm always just a bit of a hustler. I'm just working, just trying to get something going. I didn't really have a direction. I was just pushing yeah. wherever I could. Um, so I had some roomies and when they moved in, Hey Andy, like we got you this little like homewarming present. Like we got you this little skull, and it's like a little two dollar skull from like a little two dollar shop. It was like ceramic with a dragon on top of yeah, it. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. I hated it. And I'm like, oh thanks guys, thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I reckon I could save this. So I like I cut off the dragon, I painted it black, I painted the teeth, and it actually looked quite good. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, that was fun. I'm like, I could I could definitely do that again. So I ordered a human anatomy skull, which is more high-end. It's what you would see a doctor use or something like that or mm -hmm. in universities to explain like um, anatomy. So I used that and I repainted that design onto that skull. And then it just kept on going to the next one and the next one and the next one. And I was just like, it just gave me that creative outlet because 
I've always been super creative, but not in a flat sense. So I couldn't, so I can't draw. So everybody thinks oh, he can sculpt, he can yeah. do everything. I'm yeah. like, I cannot do anything but what I'm doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Sculpting and painting sculptures is kind of where my skill set is. Um, give me a pen and a paper and I'll make it look like a two-year-old did it. <laughs> surprisingly yeah so yeah even when i start a concept people are like okay so do you like start hashing it out on paper and draw it out and it's not the case i kind of just get the idea get some visual references and i just start moving the clay around and that's just how the process starts so even when i start i'm not too familiar on where i'm going yeah i kind of just flesh it out wing it man yeah, and it's just much. like you look at it like Clay is like in a constant state of movement. So you're constantly looking at it going, I don't like this. I do like this. Yeah. And as you're like, okay, I'll change this. I'll change this. And you keep looking and like mm. refining. And it's, it might be similar to how you work. Whereas like you sort of like rough something out and then you sort of keep fleshing it out and maybe changing bits and pieces. Some but, of my best works are usually accidents. Like yeah. during the process. Yeah. Like while I'm creating something from the blueprint to the end, yeah. I would make an accident in the middle. And that's what makes it good because it's not my original process. And it's, it, you kind of get that even in sculpting, yeah. like when you put something like... Well, it's organic. Yeah. It, it, it happens organic. And that's something so beautiful about making it by hand is that sometimes things can happen, things can go wrong and you can go like, I didn't mean that, but it looks, but it looks, way <laughs> it looks pretty good. It looks way better. <laughs> yeah. My best work out. Yeah. That's what it is, man. It's like... Yeah. and. That, that's the beauty of like art in yeah, general. Yeah. It's like the trial and error process. Because yeah. once you do something, that's why I always like F up with clients. Yeah. When they have like a set You're trying to get direction, some direction, yeah. When they have a set direction and you're going in that direction and it's starting to look like what they want, but you don't like it. 100% yeah. and that's where yeah, it gets a little bit hard because it's like obviously you want to please the client and do something that serves them yeah. but you know when it gets, goes against your own grain of creativity you're like oh man it's still got my name on it like yeah. yes I'm making it for this person yeah. but it's still going to be tied to me. It's, it always, it's always crap when you have to like tell the your fans and stuff well this is what the client wanted. Yeah. That, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you're saying that you're, you're admitting that it's not good but this is what they want. Well they might yeah. see that it doesn't have like a traditional flair yeah. yeah they might be like well this looks a bit different but you know it, that just comes in collaboration when you work with someone you, you're gonna meet them halfway yeah you know True. they have to understand anyway like if your client client like what can you do you have uh, to the, work the for client's the, usually happy yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the people around i'm saying you're working for them so if the there's, fans there's, see it's, it, they it's, can't. it's the spectators yeah. it's the guys yeah. that aren't involved yeah. because they don't get affected yeah. um that are like well i would have done it like this or yeah. that yeah. it's like well, the well you didn't work for the client the yeah. only problem True. is is when there's like in my field especially yeah. when i create something the client liked it yeah. i didn't like it yeah my fans didn't like it but then there's so much noise that they didn't like it that the client stops liking it yeah. and then they're like well you have to change it now. I'm like, this was your idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you oh, never man. know. Like, uh, I suppose, have you ever sort of given the client what they wanted and then gone, well, what about this and shown them something I always, else? I always, like, not always, but it's like certain times I'll give them what they did yep. and I'll give two of my concepts. Yeah. I'm like, this is the direction you should probably be going in. Yeah. And then they'll go back to their marketing and they'll literally pick out the best things out of my work yep. and put on theirs and it's like it's their blend it now. blend it together it's, it's their yeah, idea now yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah that happens a lot yeah i've even though i've been doing artwork for about 10 years surprisingly i've almost never done artwork for anybody else so i've actually i've never been in that situation where somebody was like i want this this, or this. do you want to is, is that is that a thing 
Like, I mean, look, look, it's it's not something I'm chasing, but yeah. uh, I can see in the future that certain things are probably going to happen. Um, I, I would say now, like, I'm probably just starting to get a little bit more exposure and I could just foresee these opportunities popping up here and there. I did have, uh, I can't talk about what the project is, as yeah. you probably do, yeah. um, but we've had Warner Brothers reach out to us about something, about a movie they're working on. Um, but most likely I won't have a creative aspect. I'll just be kind of just doing the work sort of thing. But so I can see, you know, probably after that, they might sort of use us more often yeah. or something like that. So we're on the Gold Coast. We're in the heart of the movie industry. Which there's, is, there's another person that I know in LA that kind of does what you do, but not to that level. But yeah. he sta- they've hired him for props. Now. Yeah. So if there's like, props you can do and stuff that that would be pretty dope i think it would be so fun like honestly like even if i didn't have the creative direction which i don't think i would really want in that respect anyway because i just would want to be at service to them yeah you know i don't want to be that sort of diva artist that's like well i would have done like this and this and then i just want to be like i i create my own stuff all the time Mm -hmm. whatever you want is what i'll do I'll yeah. close my eyes. I'll put on my blindfold, and it's just if yeah. I'll because I know that the movie industry can be quite tough yeah. dealing with so many creatives. It can be hard to get hundreds of people to come together on one idea. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to come in and that, you is, just point and shoot. It I'll, is. It is extremely hard. Like I've worked with Disney and all that sort of stuff. So like, yeah. You basically you can add your flair to it, but do what yeah. they want. Do what uh, they like. They literally came to you to get yeah their idea yeah, yeah yeah exactly so like i guess you know when it comes along i'm just gonna play ball yeah. and just sort of just join along and I, I i would just be grateful to be a part of the project like i'm just such a huge fan of like movies and pop culture and stuff like that like i said before like i've worked at a video shop man that's yeah. that i didn't do that for money or anything like yeah. that like i did that just because i really really wanted to do that job yeah. um before they shut down too who was it uh, Civic Video. Civic Video. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't one of the bigger ones. Oh, um, no, no, I know Civic Video. Yeah. It was. It was epic though. We. I, I did that job for about four years in the afternoon. So I would like work from like six to three o'clock at um, boat building. Then I'd do like uh, four, four till ten, uh, three nights a week. So my work day would be like six in the morning, ten at night. But because they were so different, it was so fine. Like I was doing the tradie job through the day, and then just putting on a nice shirt talking shit at night at the customer service desk yeah and i was just like man i just i would love i just loved talking movies yeah and somebody was like we'll pay you to do that so somebody comes in hey man what's what's popping what sort of movies you got going on i'm like hey man come through here like this is good this is good and you get to watch a lot of movies so you can give people feedback yeah um, so I loved it. So you were one of those video store guys that actually knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Oh, half, yeah. the, half the time, yeah. man. I, like I wanted to, like I wanted to help people out and I wanted to know um, about the movies and I love, I just love watching movies. To me, it's like the ultimate form of creativity. Are you still like that till now? You yeah. still watch a lot of movies? 100%, yeah. man. 100%. Like I'm at home. Um, Carla's not into watching movies, my partner. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. Um, like, I'm the same. These guys are the I don't same. know. I like watching I, movies. I, I, I just I, don't. I try, I try yeah. to talk oh, to no. them about like, um, movies and like we're on a podcast about entertainment they know nothing <laughs> we're getting well you guys actually give him the organic approach <laughs> yes, because see? you know as as somebody that's just watching it for the sake of the movie or whatever it's a little bit more organic whereas yeah. like you might be pulling it apart yeah. like or not really pulling it apart but have a little bit more insight when it comes to giving like feedback about yeah. it but you yeah. know when there's a dope moment in the movie and you, oh, want, yeah. and you want to bring it oh, up yeah. I, I talked to this guy about it this is what happened in, in like 
The Matrix, and he's like, "Yeah, I never watched it." I was like, uh, I'm like, the references. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, I'm just looking at the camera. I'm like, who am I talking? To? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, the references. Yeah. But now I've sort of resorted to just kind of waiting until they like all come on at home. Yeah. Um. So I just watch them at home. But on, honestly, like it sounds pretty lame, but it's like one of my favorite things to do. It's like when I'm trying to unwind. When it comes to the weekend, I'm just like surfing through what's on. I just want to sit down. I just want to like have some popcorn or something like that and watch a movie. Like, do you have an all-time favorite? Man, yeah, I, I do. And it's like pretty obscure as well. Like, and I'm like, it's it's a Western. It's a Western called Tombstone. It's like, it's got, it's, 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 he's like me man, it's got, it's got, he's, uh, he says it's out of the box. So it is, it is. But like, I guarantee you watch it. You'd, you'd love it, man. Uh, it's got like Doc Holliday played by Val Kilmer. It's got uh, Kurt Russell in it. There's a lot of great actors and it's a lot of great monologue. Definitely check it out, man. 100%. Seems like, fun. yeah, it's so good. There's like this little so Western scene, right? Where there's this guy and he's just trying to, um, he's just trying to shut down this other dude in the tavern. He's got a gun. He's doing all these tricks. Like the crowd's loving him. They're like, woo! <laughs> he fucking pulls, Val Kilmer pulls out a little teacup and he starts doing like the same shit and he just becomes like the superstar after that. Because he's just like one of the best gunfighters in the West, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even give a shit enough to pull out his gun. Yeah. He just pulls out his little teacup, starts like throwing yeah, around. It's it. just such a wild scene. That's actually respect. If you check it out. I will check it out. We'll watch it we'll watch so it. good, so good. For me, my favorite movie, and it's not really a movie that people like as a favorite, but it's coming to America. But the only reason it was my favorite and it still is, is because my dream was to live in New York. Yeah. That was the whole dream so like, kind of growing up. So yeah. I kind of like resonated with it. I don't yeah. want to live there now anymore, but it's like, yeah. but that movie still resonates with me. Yeah. Then part two came out and that was the worst movie. Ruined it? Yeah, ruined it for me. Oh man. Yeah. I, I saw it a long, long time ago, but I fully don't remember like what it was like. Um, I'll have to scrub up on it, check it out again. It's just, it's, it just takes you back just to a classic. time yeah. like, where, like, where there's no cell phones and shit. It's like... It's like well, yeah, that's, yeah. it's a good thing, man, because like, I feel like our generation, I'm 37, is that like we were living before internet and yeah. after internet. So I feel like our generous generation is the only one almost that gets like both sides. We got both sides. You know. Yeah, we know, we know how the older generation yeah, has yeah. it and how the newer generation has oh, it. Oh, yeah. And we've been doing it both. You know, but what, I can't, I don't what, know watching, how... watching porn with the 56K modem <laughs> in your house. Holy shit. <laughs> floppy disk remember, 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 you had them on a floppy disk and then you press that like little clicker so to you, lock it so it doesn't so it doesn't delete yeah we used to sell that at school man that was bad. Oh that was a, that was god, bad days bro. oh my we god to, we used to have a my parents used to have a milk bar oh, i'm exposing this because you don't even know about this my parents used to have a milk bar and they used to have um uh nude cds in the backpack on. i know you just used to appreciate them so much it's like anyway i could see them. you know your mom's only... watching this right yeah, i love your mom <laughs> Man, uh, I've, I've, hey. I've got to ask, what, what type of milk were they selling at this bar, man? <laughs> milk bar? What, what type of You didn't get it. No, How do you not it. get it? What? What kind of milk were they selling? Milk. Oh, my <laughs> Milk, milk, milk so, from so, men? Dude, by the time we finish this podcast, you're going to make oh, a reel of this go. guy. That's another picked one. Oh, my God. You're the only reason it's gone viral, bro. Right. I love it's it. Right. It is what it is. <laughs> You're so gullible. So. A, a, a milk bar. It's, yeah, like one of those little like private shows. You go in, pay two bucks or whatever. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. For our American friends, a milk bar is a... 
convenience store. Yeah, convenience store. store yeah. I said I said that on Twitter last time. Milk bar. I was like, what the hell are you on about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Well, um, what interested me more is the uh, boat building thing. That's sick. Yeah. I've never met anyone that was a boat builder. Man, Gold Coast. Obviously, there's a lot of boats there. There's yeah. a lot of boat building companies as well. I worked for Riviera, so they do big multi-million yeah, dollar yeah. boats. So oh, I, I was straight out of school and I actually went to do a carpentry trade and they just shut me down for it. I don't know why. I think um, they just gave it to another school or something like that, mm. the opportunities. And they're like, oh, we got bow building. I'm like, oh yeah, that could be cool. So I kind of just like fell into it yeah. and um, I did it for about 12 years, man. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, you learn a lot and it's a lot of craftsmanship and in finishing these interiors and designing boats. And I did it for a long time, but I did it for like 10 years and I was kind of like, I just... I like it. I just don't know if I want to spend the next 10 years doing this. I'm like, I've enjoyed it, but I don't want to spend the next 10 doing yeah. this. So that's that's what made me kind of also switch into artwork is that I, even till now, like I, I think I live my life in like 10 minute, uh, ten year blocks. So, you know, I left school when I was uh, 17 and I got to 27 and that's when I sort of do a bit of self-reflection. I'm just like, is this path the path that I want to continue yeah. on? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, probably not, you know, because you only live once. Like, um, but, and it's, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to try something else. I'm just going to just fish around and just try things. And, you know, even when I was a boat builder, I was building a boat at home that actually lost me about $35,000. Like, I was building it myself. It was yeah. 10 meters long in my dad's yard, and my fucking dad hated me for it. Yeah. Like, yeah fair call like you know yeah. he, he wanted his little like veggie patch <laughs> yeah. and I, i'm just building this like piece of shit boat out the front and uh it took me like seven years or something and i gave it away for free i literally <laughs> i literally gave it away for free I, I, I knew it was too big and it was unfinished so it was like and i knew that i probably had to spend maybe another 50 or 100 to finish it which i didn't have yeah. and i was just like i'm sick of this so i just said you know free pickup take it today and the guy was ready to take it I said, there's just one condition. There's one condition on this, but you don't fucking call me about it. You don't say, hey, why is this like this? Hey, why is it like that? I'm like, yeah. if you take this for free, this is where we say yeah. goodbye. Yeah. I don't know uh, why they'll call you. If you gave <laughs> no, yeah. I, no yeah. dude, trust me, because it's half finished yeah. and I built it. Yeah. They'll be like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Where's this? Where's that? And I'm just like, oh. I, was <laughs> I was drunk. I was drunk for seven <laughs> years straight. Would you say your craftsmanship with that helped you with the work you're doing now? For sure. Yeah. 100%. And it's so funny, man, because like when you look at it from the outside, making skulls and making boats have nothing in common, yeah. right? But w once I explain it, you'll be like, they're more similar than you think because when you design a boat, you actually have to sculpt it. Yeah. But it's made out of wood and bog and you shape things and you have a design. So you actually sculpt the first design. Um, then you make a mold. Then you make a cast of it. So you pull it out and then you assemble it all together, finish it and then give it to the customer. It's very similar with what I do. So yeah. I sculpt the original piece. I make a mold to it. We cast it, we finish it, we paint it and get it ready for the customer. So it's actually, it actually extremely yeah. similar. So yeah. my production background probably helped me turn artwork into something that could also be a business and support other people um within our business you don't really see a lot of it because it's a lot you just see the artwork but there's a lot of structure yeah. there is just like to the minute there's structure through the whole line because there's a bit of a pipeline there's different groups of people that need to know what's coming we need to know what products and what paints to order for which scales and how much and you know so it's actually extremely technical but to the outside eye they just look at me having fun sculpting 
And it's like they don't see the internal work of how hard it is and how challenging it is yeah. to actually not only keep this alive, but to grow even further. Is It's almost, I tell the guys, this is like we're defying gravity here, guys. I'm like, this is not fucking easy. Yeah. Like, but, you know, we're doing extremely well. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of people don't see like the background yeah, of, 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 behind of the how, scenes, how same difficult with, it can be. Yeah. Same with what you guys do. Like, yeah. you know, they probably see a lot of the epic artwork and how cool it is and whatever, but they probably just don't understand the, the pound of flesh it can take from you just doing this. Like it can yeah. really like the sacrifice needs to be immense for it yeah. to even work. Um, and in the early years I gave up everything. So I gave up like friendships, um, you know, partners and stuff like that. Like I had a girlfriend at the time and she was like, say the meal jack of the dust i'm like fuck like i'm sorry like you definitely deserve to be number one skulls skulls, <laughs> see you later. skulls. see ya right it worked out in then well it, it well, I, the way i saw it was i'm trying to better my life and yeah. it's like you can come along with me or not but i, I just can't make you number one yeah i yeah. can't give you that time yeah you know i just want to i really wanted this to work and you know sport like i used to play a lot of basketball i do now like the yeah. balance is back now yeah but, you know, within the first, like, five years, six years, you just got to put your head down. And Basically, you got the same story as me. It's like the first few years, it's like you thought you were going to kill yourself doing this. And it's like nothing it's else mattered. Yeah. So It's you, the only way you, to... You neglected your health, your family, yeah. your, every, your everything. Even, like, you weren't making money, so you are broke as well. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. A lot of people, like, forget about that. They don't realize, like, to grow, like, you have to put every dollar back into the business. So, yeah. it's like, even when I had people working for me, they were all getting paid more than I was. And yeah. I, I was living in my factory in this tiny little bed with this tiny little area. And it was a gym before we moved in. So, yeah. it had, like, it had showers and it had, like, a little kitchenette. But I lived in that for, like, two years with my partner, Carla, and um, fiance, Carla. Um, and the sacrifice was huge and none of the guys would have known they would have they nobody would have known that they were getting paid more than I was like because yeah. every to, to me everything had to go back into the business I was just covering like food and like the bills and that's it everything else I wouldn't buy myself anything like yeah, clothes because you were looking at the end goal like 100%. at the end goal you can reap the rewards and that's how I was it's like at the end of this when you finally make it yeah. it's all worth it but yeah. you have to you have to go down. You have to go, have to go down you have before to get you go messed up. up before yeah. what's called. And a lot of people that like starting off doing what you do, doing what I do, they want it within three months, and that's 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 the problem. Yeah. We we sacrificed for many years, and and we did we we sacrificed knowing that there wasn't a guarantee. Well, that, that's that's right. Yeah. Because like even along the journey as well, there's so many times where things don't work out the way you think they're going to work out. So you actually got to like keep copying all these hits, like every step of the way and it's like it actually never becomes like easy yeah. you know what i mean so it's like people, even now it's not easy it's just a different type of it is it is yeah. it is like it, it's definitely like it's definitely hard and challenging um today um but i would say it was like definitely worse at the start because you just had no resources yeah like you had no money you had no anything like just you had to give up everything and scrape for every dollar and you know so it was tough but yeah. like like I'm so stoked that I did like because I'm like so stoked on where I'm at today and I'm like very happy and fulfilled as to I get to be an artist and support other people that get to be a part of the journey as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, you know, they get to sh share in the glory every time we grow. Like yeah. they get to grow with the jack of the dust and with the business. And but It's like you got your, how, how is it? it's like you got your medals now. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to work as hard yeah. and, and you still have your name and you still have your reputation. Yeah. That's where I'm at in my life now. And yeah. that's where you are. Yeah. And that's 
that's what makes everything that we sacrifice it's good to worth see, it. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Most of your stuff I saw was sold out as well. It's good to see. Yeah. Honestly, it, man. It, it is, man. Like, I, I'm just, I am so great. I am so grateful. I'm literally so grateful of, like, where I'm at and also where I want to be. Like, for yeah. me, like I, I tell my guys all the time as well, it's actually not about where I'm at. It's where I'm going. It's like, no matter how well things are, my one of my core uh, parts of my character is progression. Yeah. So, it's like... I could be doing extremely fantastic, but I'm always looking for that next edge yeah. on how do I grow? Because I feel like just moving forward can be very rewarding. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good, man. I'm, I'm stoked. And it's also giving people hope, man. Like, you know, for what you do, especially, it's a lot of people like, I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't do it. And then you look at someone like you and they're like, yeah. it can be done. Yeah. So people need that icon of here's someone that did it. So at least it gives them some hope that it is achievable. The, the, I like the people that actually go through with that and listen to it there's a lot of people in this generation now that it's like you tell them consistency and it's like a broken record that they heard before which yeah. it is consistency it, it it's is. like if you don't keep pushing failing you're not gonna win at the end it's like and yeah. people that don't know failure like i know it's been said a billion times but people that don't know failure literally are not gonna make it because as soon as they fail once that's it well yeah. I, I i see a lot of people that don't even start because failure is too much of a hit to their pride yeah so it's like some people if they fail they feel like they've failed and then they feel this like mass emotion of like sadness or whatever but it's like you actually it, you have it's, to bounce back like you have to keep going it's 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 like rocky man like, mm. you know you, it's not how hard you can hit it's about yeah. how hard you can get hit and keep and get, moving yeah. forward so it, it's it's a broken record but it is so true yeah. it, is, it yeah. is so true it's you you could not even hear that that hard man you could just a little bit of consistency every day yeah. but as long as you cop those hits and you just keep on moving yeah. sorry man i'll just turn my vibrator off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, went to, I went to the milk store before I got one. <laughs> um but going by what you said it's like i've seen like a whole bunch of gurus and stuff saying that it's like any niche you do any any profession you do you dedicate 15 minutes a day to it for a year yeah just 15 minutes a day and you'll be better than 90% of the people that are not yeah. doing it. Because it, com so, it compounds yeah. like every day. But, you know, and it's also um, that creates a um, pattern and also a habit. Because like at a certain point, like you would be at right now, as it comes habitual. Yeah. You just do this shit without even like thinking now yeah. because it's a part of your regime. Yeah. It's just part of your day. Like it's you don't have to fight yourself to like work now because yeah. it's just part of what you do. Mm. And that's like building the mind more than anything. It's like people just need to build that mind. And then if you do it for long enough, it almost just becomes automatic. You yeah. just, you're just doing it because that's just what you do. That's basically me now. Like I see something pop up like news at 3am in the morning. I'll get up and just do a meme about it. Like yeah. it'll take me like 20 minutes, but yeah. it's like, goes far. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so like, good. you just know how to do it. You just know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, that's what you're used to now. That's, yeah. that's your life. And that, that's what people need to get to. If you, if you are passionate about something and you, love what you do yeah again that's cliche but if it's something that resonates with you like it becomes second nature it's not work it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a part of you well i suppose that's that's the toughest one too is, is you've actually really got to enjoy it yeah. because if you really enjoy it then all the pain and hardship becomes worthwhile because you actually enjoy it and you, you feel like accomplished after you yeah. sort of you know fight that sort of um that battle and get through it um but it's tough to see like not more artists like making it because it, it's such a cliche is like the struggling artist. So it's it, maybe it's hard to put like 
motivation with like artistic mentality as well mm. because sometimes artists just want to like retire and sit on the beach and just paint like they don't want to yeah. give it that drive and that energy mm. so sometimes like maybe those two components it's rarer than you think for them to be connected yeah the way um, i explain it to someone online um my conversations are usually on twitter but it's like i treat it as like if you have your you're an artist your artist and you the relationship it should be like a relationship like it's a person you love right yeah and it's like you don't give up it, there'll be hard stuff in the relationship like downs and ups and downs and shit but you don't get up give up on the relationship because it, it's meaningful it's like yeah. it's, it's something you have to work hard on and that's how it is with that and people can't connect the two because it's like oh, it's not a physical person or anything. But yeah. trust me, if it's if art is your dedication, it's literally taking up more time than you think in your life. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it's like um, people sort with their um, jobs and stuff like that already dedicate like a certain amount of time each week to something that they might not even be that interested in. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 kind of hard to understand why people wouldn't want to put a bit of time into something they maybe enjoy, but. It's a tough one, man. I've never completely worked it out, like as to, you know, why sort of, you know, I have done well or like, I mean, I know why, but it's like, you know, I know I'm different to most people, mm -hmm. but everybody's different to each other. That's the thing. Like everybody is their own unique person. But I guess within myself, I just had a certain bunch of components that just worked really well for this, you know, if it wasn't art, I, I don't think I could make it work outside of art. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't art, because that drives the passion and the drive. Yeah. If it was something else, I don't know if I would have pushed as hard. Yeah. You know, because I might not have enjoyed it as much. I'm on, this, I'm on, on the same boat. Like, I keep, I always think about the what if moments. Yeah. If I wasn't doing art, what would I be doing? Yeah. It's like, and I remember my old jobs where I stayed four years, five years. Yeah. I used to work at Ford Motor Company and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And I'm like, I would still be there miserable or still be there. Like just doing that, chopping away. Because yeah. I remember back then I was like thinking about, uh, oh, I want to save up for a house. And, you know, and, you know, I would never imagine I'll buy a house like or, or live by myself or yeah. do, do all this stuff until I, I was successful or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. And it's like that's even the, the hard days now, I still remember Worthwhile. back then so I can keep driving myself to be better yeah. in, in this field. It's almost like going back to that person that you used to be. Could yeah. you imagine looking at yourself now to what yeah. you used to be like? Like working in the Ford Motor Company, looking at yourself now, sometimes it's almost like unbelievable. Yeah. Like when it's, you're like, fuck, just, how did that happen? What a exactly. jump, yeah. It was a jump. Like I remember during that work, like I used to I used to sketch and draw ever since I was like five or six years old. Yeah. And there was like, I got to my working phase in life like at 14, 15, and then I stopped art. Yeah. And it wasn't until like... 21 or 22 when yeah. i picked up digital art again yeah and just fell in love with it and ever since then like i quit forward at a certain point and there was a five-year period where i was like broke and my mom helped me out yeah like helped me stay afloat um but yeah there were the like the darkest times but i didn't give up on it because no and that's a, and that's a long get, time as well yeah to sort of try push through and most people would give up 10 times over I gave up a few times in that period, yeah. but it's just I had nothing else. That's there was yeah. no real no plan, backup. There was no real plan B. So it's like keep, you know, dishing it out. Well, sometimes that's a good move as well because when you put yourself in a situation where it's win or lose, yeah. you've you got no option win. but to, yeah. to win. Yeah, to go ahead and like yeah. give it a go because you're like, there's nothing else. So when I got my first gig with, um, I think it was Nike, 
um, I got a good payout from that and it's like straight away I just gave it to my mother so like she helped me out with cameras yeah. and computers and all that sort yeah. of stuff and from then like we I started doing like entertainment work f- just for free just putting it online just yeah. to what's called and that's when it blew up and I started getting paid by studios and stuff and it got me all the way to this point here. I literally remember that period and sort of, um, I know it's like quite common now, everybody knows this, but like I used to look at it and I'm like, actors are going to you as the back door. Yeah. Like they're trying to go to you to sort of like do the concept work for the character or whatever. And like a lot of people got their roles because of you. A lot of, a lot of stuff was happening in the background. It's like they'll, they'll pitch me their idea and I would put it out there as like fan art. Yeah. And yeah, like a handful got the, got the, got the gigs. And how crazy is that? Yeah, it's like surreal. And do you that, find that still happening? Uh, it still does happen, but it's like probably less now. Um, more so because I think casting, like people casting, they usually have already have the cast already set yep. before the movie comes out. Yeah. And I don't think I think the directors have more say in in who they're picking now. Yeah. So you see it less but it still does happen yeah because yeah. it almost Cause, have, cause to, have to happen so early yeah, where they're yeah. not sort of set in stone yeah where they could be like oh fucking hell that's like cool if yeah. they just see it and they're like perfect yeah then Sometimes, like when it becomes like fan service like you see like you see an actor go viral as this thing and it's like they pick it just because it went viral that's kind of almost a problem as well these days True. because if you just picked them because fans want them and they're not suited for the role you kind of committed to something that's not Really yeah, great. Yeah, and it might be damaging to the film because, like, it might be a good look. The person might look yeah. the part, but they might not act the role or whatever, and it might be slightly off kilter to what the director wants. So, a, a circa, um, there's a circa one, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, it's like at every show, she would like call out how she got the job, and she would like like name me by name, like at these at these things. Yeah, and it's like just that's the craziest thing. People are like, "Hey, we're at this con, um, and she mentioned your name. Is this you?" I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but apparently man. the director of the show saw the picture and it's like straight away went to her. Yeah. It's like, wow. that's, that's crazy. Um, I also remember seeing you pop up on, um, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Or, yeah, fucking No, hell. no, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy, was Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. It was Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Fallon, yeah, with, uh, with so. um, ba- Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baslogics, yeah. Yeah, people were saying. Baslogic? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, as soon as I watched it, it's like, oh, this is cool. Then it kept going. I'm like, oh, God, this is not cool. Oh, <laughs> this is not cool. But it's good. it was cool as in like, yeah, the whole story. Yeah. At least you got the other account out of it too. You did the... That's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's a cool account as well. Yeah, oh, very man. cool, man. Very cool. It's very cool to see um, this level of success and obviously see you enjoying yourself and where things are at now and bringing your boys along with you yeah. too. Like it must be must be super cool to sort of just sometimes have that little moment of reflection and celebration just to yeah. be like, fuck yeah. That's what, did it. That's what it's all about. It's like <laughs> as well, like you you lift up the people you work with too. And it's like there's no point of getting somewhere and you're like by yourself. No. Yeah, so you need the people that resonate with you, that help you, lift you up. And also the creative, so yeah. That's epic, man. So good. So good. So I'll just good. say dumb things he's creative. So yeah, you say, you, say, you say dumb things that keep the it, it podcast could, yeah, going, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> oh, I wanted man. to ask you, what would you say is your actual end goal with the work you're doing now? Do you have you said You said you have 10-year intervals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, you, do, yeah. You, have ten, do you mark 10 years man, on this it, as well? Man, it's coming up November. So November oh. is is ten years for Jacker that us. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm definitely starting to reflect on like where I want to go, where I want to be. Um, 
definitely I think I would love to like work with movies more. Like yeah. I think that would be something um, very fulfilling just to be a part of. So I think that's definitely on the cards. So I think maybe come November or even like now, I might even just start putting a little bit more work into that. Um, also now, like up until 10 years, like the growth has been like so crazy and it's been so much work trying to run Jack of the Dust and try to run the crew. And now we have an ops manager. Um, so he's actually my old um, boss from Riviera. Oh, that's um, so this guy, Bruno, he's an absolutely wicked dude. Um, I've, I've known him for so long and I've never seen him get angry. Like I've, I've seen like, you know, apprentices and people like just, um, flip off the radar, go nuts. And he's just so cool, man. Yeah. He's just so cool and so happy. Like he's such a, a happy guy and he can really sort of deflect, um, sometimes bad situations that happen, um, and just keep a positive environment. Do you know what I mean? So that's I think you need, you need, that you need that, yeah. well, that's, that's what I wanted. And like, I knew that like management isn't my best ability. I felt like if I kind of moved into management and pulled away from artwork, I don't think Jack of the dust would sort of grow. Yeah. So, so I was like, for, for us to grow, I need to take on somebody that can handle management in a way that I think is positive for the business. Yeah. Um, and Bruno has been just so so good for taking care of the crew and making everybody feel like sort of loved and taken care of whilst I kind of like jump off the radar and go work on artwork. Like when I'm, when I'm sculpting, man, I just want to be on another planet. Mm. Like I just want to kind of like shut the door put on some music, focus on what I'm working on and just really get into that um, creative flow state. Um, That's the best. So it was hard to separate those two because it got to a point where like I almost couldn't do that. Yeah. I had to sort of maybe just come in on weekends when no one was around and, you know, so it's it's working quite well now and the next 10 years will be pretty exciting. I mean, generally, like I said before, like I don't have an end goal because I've actually done that before. I've had an end goal and then I'm like, now what? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt myself like in a little bit of a limbo, yeah. like because I've been running so hot for so long, and then I hit the goal. I took ownership of my first building, and I was like, "Now what?" Yeah. I, you go from redlining to doing nothing, yeah. and I'm just like, and then I was just like, "Fuck, man! I just don't think I want to stop." Like, yeah. I think that's how it is. For, what's what's healthy for me is to always look for that next pillar. I feel like if I stop, that just wouldn't be healthy for me yeah. as a person. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say stop. I would say like try to fulfill something else you want yeah. to do. But I think you still grow Jack of the Dust. Yeah. Because I think Jack of the Dust keeps growing to the point where it becomes like a... Even though it's still limited, it becomes like, you know, like Kid Logic. You know, Kid yeah. Logic, that they, they would release, but they're like... They become a manufacturing. They become like exclusive toy or exclusive thing where companies will work with you. Yeah. I think your your growth there still has a whole bunch yeah, of potential. Yeah, I, I think so too because that's something that we haven't done. Like I haven't actually worked with another company or a brand to create a product or something like that or a piece of artwork that is like limited or, you know. So look, I definitely still feel like I want to dip my toe into that collaboration pool um, and give it a crack and see how it works because we might be able to come up with something like really cool and it might be exciting. I don't know. I've never, yeah. I've never done it, so I don't know how that experience is going to like pan out. But like, I did. I think it's worth trying. Yeah, I think it is. Too. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like for the next step of growth. I think that like collaborations is w what people do. It connects you to yeah. like different audiences. Yeah, and you're huge already. Like you got big social reach. You got yeah a big fan base. But it's like now if you and. Like I knew people know you, but I didn't know people know you that much because I get I get random messages saying like, oh he's in Melbourne now, or he's in this. You should 
definitely get him on a podcast. Wow. Like, random people. Like, I, like they're not even like your party or crew. It's just, yeah. just, just, just somebody a, reaching out. Just yeah. somebody reaching out. It's that's like, sick to have as that's, well. That's yeah. the thing. You, ha- you have that base. And yeah. you might... You might be, I don't know how big you are in the States or other countries. Man, it's its like all in the States. Yeah, all in like, the States. You know, I, I would say, funny enough, you would think it would be different, but it's only like 5% is in Australia. That's mm. thats me too. It's like, yeah. Australians don't like Australian artists. <laughs> Come on, know. guys. Gonna fix Come it, on, guys. guys. Give us some support. It's like I, I was actually <laughs> flown out to San Diego Comic Con before yeah. I was like reached out to Australia to your Comic- local comic cons yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and it wasn't until I was known there that I was known here 100% because yeah. I feel like Australia just in general also watches what's happening in America like even with all our shows like you know when I went over to America I had an understanding of what things might be like because I watched the shows I watched the movies my whole life I watch American made things yeah it doesn't work the reverse way it's like yeah. Americans probably don't know much about Australia no, apart from chucking a shrimp on the barbie. And that majority and the majority questions uh would the spiders kill us? Yeah, yeah. that's I'm the, like, that's the main I hate thing. that question so oh, much. Oh man. Just how everything's so dangerous. I'm like, it's, it's not that bad. It's not it's honestly not it's not there. It's like they, I, I don't know spiders. where they get their stories, honestly. If you're gonna look for these things then you'll find them sure because but if you're they, living because when they Google Australia they're looking like in the outback like and that's all they're looking at. It's like you tell them you're from the city and and the shows too yeah. i think the, sh- the australian shows are generally like sort of crocodile hunters or yeah. whatever and stuff yeah. like that showing like snakes crocs like yeah. just all the the wild shit yeah. oh it's not that bad man oh my god yeah. it's not it's, that bad I, I keep have to convince him that it's the little spiders that kill you not the big spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, eh? yeah it's like and they don't understand and i was like okay no worries they always yeah. like that. and it's always the shrimp on the barbie thing too always yeah oh you're yeah. Aussie shrimp on the barbie oh man, man. Yeah. um and it's, and it's so old as well oh, it's, it's so old the croc- uh, crocodile dundee man that's like i don't know like 80s or something yeah. like that so i don't, I don't know how that still has that barbie. like clout and it's, i've never heard anyone say it like shrimp on the barbie like actually saying it normally well i Looked, I looked into it and it was actually a campaign that Australia did to try bring Americans over to Australia. Oh, so okay, that makes it was, sense. Um, Paul Hogan did an ad. He's like, come on, come on over. I'll chuck a shrimp on the barbie for you. And oh. it's like, it's this little, so he got blasted in America to try to bring them over. Then, that adds up. then there, there was that other ad that America made us pull down the where the bloody hell are you? Because yeah. we had to add that some chick, uh, I think it was a model or something. She goes, "Where the bloody hell are you?" Yeah. To the people that to come to America, yeah. to, from America to Australia, and they made us like delete. They that. just don't like it, that word, that bloody. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, bloody hell is apparently. Well, offensive. it's just so common over here, yeah. but they just hear blood over there. They're like, oh, oh Jesus. god. Even though, like, I don't know. Do not strange. bring it up. I, f- I thought so you were, str- <laughs> were going to bring up stuff about America's like, don't situation. Dare. No, no, no. Don't you dare get political. No, no, I wasn't. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't, I wasn't even going to say that. Oh, I, I thought you were going to mention some sort of no. pew pew stuff. <laughs> don't, don't. I was about to say bloody hell, but I stopped myself. Yeah. Now I just said it. There you go. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I did I did a couple of podcasts, like, but just through Zoom. Yeah. And the PR guy that I was working with, he's like talk slow he's like they don't understand australians and he's also like don't swear and i'm like yep 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 fair and like i finished one the guy's like can't use it he swore too much can't you just bleep it out just bleep it out oh no man i just sometimes it just comes out and i don't even realize but it's just me being me and i'm like but that's that's what you want you want to be natural on these things a podcast yeah unless you're on a disney podcast like or something like a company company 
Yeah. If you're on a podcast and they invite you as a guest, mm. they should let you be you because exactly. it's like they're getting you. Yeah, well, I mean, a, a podcast is where you're supposed to be a little bit more organic and you can yeah. be natural. You can just chat with each other, have a bit of fun and yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's going to be produced by you. So yeah. it's like, if you don't want swearing, like all, all four, that's what I asked when I come yeah. in. Like, yeah. Join the terms yeah. down. I know how bad I can be. Fine with it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, like it, we haven't even noticed any swearing. You've probably yeah. been swearing, but yeah. we haven't noticed. Honestly, it. <laughs> but it's like because while you're under doing, the radar, you're doing it naturally, and like you're not really being natural because in the back of your head, you're you're saying like, oh, I don't want to swear. Well, swear. I suppose it happens that's when you saying. when you're just kind of passionate as well. Yeah. When you're yeah. passionate, I guess that language yeah. kind of just comes exactly. out. Um, you know, because, you know, if you're passionate generally, like you're a bit more high energy about something. Well, so. if you grew up in Australia and you're talking amongst friends and stuff, and I'm pretty sure you talk with your boys like yeah. this, there's always that instead of um, or, oh, it's gonna, we say fuck or shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that's where we're at. It's like, yeah, 100%. Um, but, and we, can't, we, we don't even tell. Like I, yeah. I've been talking to my niece and she's like six. I, I throw in swear words in there and I don't notice and my sister's yeah, like, what are, you, what are you doing? It's like, I'm like, oh, did I say something? She said, you said like eight. Uh, <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> I should have said nine then. I should have said nine. But, but that's the thing. And then like my nephew just sometimes says the words I say and I'm like, oh, yeah. crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> and it just it just gets that way when you spend a lot of time with your mates as well. Yeah, like yeah. Um, when I'm not sort of doing artwork, I play a lot of basketball yeah. just to sort of keep my fitness up, keep myself yeah. happy because I sit down a lot at work. So, and when you're out on the court with like, 10 15 of your mates or whatever yeah, playing yeah. basketball and you're getting heated yeah you're, you're always going off at i'm going off bro yeah. i'm going off like i'm not even that great at basketball but nobody celebrates as hard yeah. as i do man fuck yeah i'm just like wow do you, do you actually watch basketball uh man i'm funny like that i don't like to watch a lot of basketball but i absolutely love to play it so yeah. i love to play it but i don't watch but a lot do you of go it. do you go for any team or anything like not that? not really no yeah. like it's I'm a, I'm a bit funny like that man like i think um F1 is the only thing that I've actually started to pay attention to. Like um, watching, I kind of just, I don't, I don't know why I just lose, lose uh, my attention span. Yeah. yeah. Footy but, as well? But, same yeah. For footy? Yeah. Same for footy, but yeah. fuck, I just love playing basketball, yeah. man. Basketball's fun. The endorphins are running high when yeah. I'm out there, eh? It's good. It's so, good running, good exercise. Yeah. Well, I'm 37, man. So, you know, starting to get a little bit of salt yeah. and pepper going on in oh, the, in the hair. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself tight. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. As good. long as you're enjoying it, at least you're getting free time as well. That's yeah, good. yeah. Well, it's 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 definitely important to sort of enjoy every aspect of life. Yeah. And I love playing basketball. I love playing Call of Duty. So generally, like my routine through the week is like we'll have about maybe four my four mates online, jump on the headsets. Eight o'clock, bro. Yeah, the Eight o'clock, bro. Right? Everybody's put the kids to bed. Yeah. Jump on. <laughs> that's respect. And it's just talking shit. Yeah, that's how it is. Sometimes it can get pretty bloody loud. <laughs> I want to experience it one day. <laughs> I just want to see it. Because oh, God gets the worst out of you forever. I've seen so man, many. Man, it fucking does. Like, I, oh. I'm actually, like, pretty good when I'm not doing so well. I'm pretty good because I expect that. Yeah. But, like, as soon as I get a win, I'm just, like, electric, man. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. like, I'll light up the mics, eh? Everyone's just, like, taking them off. Because you know you're not good. So, for you to win, you're <laughs> the like, wins, The win's even better, bro. The win's, the win's even better. Like, for me, if I get into double digits, yeah. it's on, bro. I'm, I'm screaming. Oh, well, did you, what I'm do you sc- play? Like uh, Warzone more or multi? No, mainly uh, TDM. Team, TDM? team yeah, Deathmatch. A yeah. uh, little bit of Kill Confirmed. Um, Search and Destroy. Uh, but mainly TDM is what yeah. we all sort of get onto. Um, and fuck, man, I just love it. It's so much fun. Favorite game? God. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, obviously, God of War was like super epic for a I single. I just started single. playing that. It, it's recently. so good. It's so good. Um, as a single player campaign game, which I love because they're almost like an extension of a movie. Yeah. 
not only do you get to watch the cinematics play out, you get to be a part of it. And even in number two, Ragnarok, like I was almost dropping tears in that first scene with the wolf. Yeah. Are you no, playing Ragnarok? No, 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 no. no have right. you played Ragnarok no, yet? None of us have played. I'm a fighting game player, as you yeah, can tell. Yeah, yeah, Ready to punch on. Ready to punch on. I just started playing it recent, recent. Like I'm starting to get into it slowly. So yeah, hopefully yeah, it's, I'll it's, smash them out. It's a big game. It's a big game. So um, very cinematic, but so I enjoyed like it. you like the single players as well? Yeah, 100%. Like I love that sort of cinematic aspect where you get to sort of watch this journey and story unfold but then you get that extra level of kind of being in it as, yeah. as well so especially like god of war like they did an absolutely fantastic job of creating those cinematics yeah. as well so because i love movies so much like god of war to me is just like very much in in line with that sort of experience um so i loved it. i could easily sit down for like five hours or something like that and just pump through it man it was so good so good do you kind of get uh, take inspiration from Oh, the for, games sh- stuff oh for sure, for sure. Um, like I just did a Mimir piece. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. oh, f- man, I just love that That's game so much. That's one of my favorite ones, honestly. I love it. I, I was surprised. It, it's gone so viral. It's actually been our number one post on Instagram. So it's 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 had the most amount of reach out of everything we've done so far. I think it was about seven or eight million people the sculpting video reached. And when I kind of played the game, obviously I loved them both so much. And Mimir is so in, so in line with what I do that I just couldn't not do it yeah. because it's a head. Yeah. That's literally all I do. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, man, I've just got to do this thing. And I started sculpting it. And I don't know if you've ever seen the character before, but the horns are so intricate, just so intricate that like it was so tough to sculpt those horns. I... I'm stoked I just got through that. Like it was just such a like such a tough job. Um, you know, just getting the good that it paid off. Getting getting the shakes as well, and it it was good. It was yeah, super good. So definitely influenced by like the games I play, the movies I watch, um, all that sort of stuff, man. Like um, I've just got so many things I want to do. I feel like there's almost not enough time to hash out all these ideas. And if you know, having a crazy imagination, sometimes the game is just trying to get it all out of your head. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know to me i feel like i'm a little bit of a completionist like i feel like i get a little bit edgy when it's in my head i just need to get it out yeah. sculpt it paint it and see the final result that's where a lot of sculptors kind of suffer is that they do the fun part which yeah. is like the sculpting yeah. and then they stop at molding because they don't know what to do if you've watched any of the molding videos like you see people say like your molding is almost like an artwork in itself so it's i yeah. feel like some sculpting artists kind of do that sculpting stage and they stop yeah because they're like i'm a sculptor i'm not a mold maker i'm not a painter so they kind of just stop there and the artwork stops there like i feel like you need to run it through that process to hash out the paint job to complete the piece when i do a piece and it's just in clay to me it's halfway there yeah until you put color on that it's not finished that's the main thing yeah the color Hundred percent. It brings the piece alive and you know having a bit of fun with trying different paint jobs because it's endless paint is literally endless um i could paint the same piece a thousand times in different colorways and stuff like that so it's very exciting to try and work out new techniques and things to add realism realism as well because i'm trying to offer almost a special effects style of piece where you pick it up and there's different textures there's different tones there's high gloss there's matte there's textures i want to give people they look at it and they'll be like this is cool like this has got so much interest it's like off a movie set is what i'm trying to trying to give Mm. yeah i like to see i'll see as sorry I see. I was seeing as well that you like the color uh, gold a lot. Love like, it. Is that Love is it. that your favorite color out of yeah, all the yeah. colors? I would say it's you use a, it. Yeah, a yeah. lot. 
like yeah, it looks good. It, it genuinely goes with most of the colors. It's anyway. it's like it's like our staple. Yeah. Like I think even when I first started Jack of the Dust, I had a lot of black and gold. So it just became like a bit of a staple as to like what we do. So generally every piece there'll be like a gold version yeah, it's good. with something else in it. Yeah. And the gold that we use is just so fucking fantastic. We get it from a guy in the States. It's yeah. called a Luma Luster and the process is quite in depth. Like you have to prime it gray, spray it black, spray it 2K automotive gloss, then spray it with a silver Luma Luster, which is like a silver nitrate in a liquid or something. Yeah. And then you spray another two pack over that with a tint in it. So it's like a six stage process just to get this gold, but it just looks it so looks amazing. Yeah, that's so awesome. so good, yeah. and it, it's worth it. Yeah, most people won't want to put in the work to get that level of gold, but it um, makes it stand out more. Even yeah. in the sun, they look so good in yeah. the sun with that color. And because they're automotive as well, they'll last forever. Yeah. So it's like you can wash it with like Windex and stuff like that. Yeah. So we used to have a gold that if you cleaned it, it would dull. Yeah. So I was trying to get past that, trying to give people a quality piece that would like last forever, not like you clean it once and then it kind of diminishes yeah. the color of it. So we got that and yeah, 100%, man. That's like a staple. Like yeah, everything's it's, gold. It's, it's a good staple. Dip color, everything honestly. in gold. Yeah, honestly, it's one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite colors as well. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask, do you have a favorite piece that you worked on personally yeah it's i would say right now it's definitely the octo scale so i don't know if you guys have like seen that piece i talked a little about it uh before but so to make that it was like so complex and it's almost something i didn't want to offer to the public because it was so expensive to make that it, yeah. it kind of has like the octopus the blue ringed octopus which is an australian um sort of octopus as yeah. well it has the skull, but then you have to mold each individual leg and then connect it all together, join them, make it look seamless. Um, and the process is so in-depth that I was just like, well, I'm just going to do it because I want to make it. Yeah. Um, and it was just so expensive. Like in Australian dollars, it works out to be about 5000 bucks. And usually that is beyond the price point that I like to stick to because yeah. I like to keep it attainable. But for this piece, I was just like, fuck it. Yeah, you want um, to like, go let's, just, let's just fucking go nuts. And it just looks so electric. Like... The paint job, we managed to get like a blue glow from the rings on it, um, which was quite tough, but and it took a lot of experimentation. But even if you look at it in person, it's very electric. It's very bright. It's very poppy. It's very in-depth. And it's just pushed our limits with our shop as yeah. far as we can go. Well, not as far as we go. I feel like we could go further. Yeah. But then you start pushing it's into too, that unattainable range. Yeah. You know, like... I'm sure if we got something manufactured overseas, we could probably do it more affordable, but I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we make everything in-house. Yeah, because so you're happy with your So things. that piece, what are, you, what are you doing? Is it like a centerpiece for your house or no, office? Well, or yeah, yeah, so I've, I've got a couple of them at the shop. Um, we have made them for people um, out of request. Um, there's there's like an arms dealer in Dubai that has one. There's I'd say the most of them are in Dubai. Yeah. So I think we probably have about three or four of them in Dubai, um, and we're actually making a run of them now. Have you been to Dubai? No, no. I would love to. I think I, you should. If you got like a person that's an arms dealer as well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would love to, man. Yeah. I, would, I would love to travel a bit more, and you know, it was great to even just come down to Melbourne and you know see you and meet you in person, which is so good because you know I've been following you for such a long time. So it was like so cool to to meet you and actually have a chat with you guys because. I feel like I am such a face-to-face person. Yeah. Like I feel like you can't really get my personality through text. They're the same as and me. I feel like that as well. I've got thumbs of a bricklayer. Yeah. Like if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> what, 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 emo- is what, what emoji am what I emoji? looking for yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. 
It's too um, complex. It's too complex. It is. And that's probably one of the reasons... Um, well, well, I don't really, but I'm trying to show myself a bit more through social media these days just because I understand that that's the only way you can get my personality is yeah. that and, and an honest version of my personality is just to jump on stories every now and then yeah. and just go, hey guys. That's literally one of the reasons we did a podcast. Like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people don't know who I am and like how to communicate and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to communicate. This is why I communicate with people. Yeah, but it's like it's easier to talk to people, and this is why I did the podcast, like for people like you and everything. Yeah, Come, have a chat. Yeah, and we can like literally hash it out and talk about things. It's a little bit yeah. more natural. Yeah, like yeah. you know, to just come here, have a chat. Um, you know, you're just not going to get that experience through talking through messages or talking any other way. And it and it's good for people to have an introduction to who you are and more in depth. Yeah. You know, so it's actually been really good to see you guys like show your face a bit more through, you know, your podcast because you are so successful within what you do and people look up to you for what you do. And it's nice for people to know who you are as well, yeah. not just what you produce. Yeah. Because, um, you know, sometimes you just get known for your work. Yeah. It's same with and me, a, man. And along the way, they like get inspired by us. They like watching what we do, but yeah. we bring on people to learn more from, such as yourself. Yeah. In a different niche. Yeah. Like you're in art, but you're... Yeah, different, slight, different slightly world, different yeah. um, skew, and it's and it's it's also very good to see Australians doing something good because, and even being so popular within outside of Australia is you know there's not a lot of people within Australia that are really just crushing it. So it's nice to see some people sort of you know get a little bit further or just you know sort of reach that pinnacle that you think most Australians might not. Yeah. So it it is nice to obviously do something but also it's it's quite um you know proud to be an australian as well and yeah. make and make this work that's um, why i noticed that people in australia show most support so when we're there yeah when we're in america and yeah. like and americans are giving us praise yeah the australians are like oh you did it for us it's go like, the aussies yeah, that's it that's that they love you you're on their team over there. Hundred percent. But when you're here, yeah, yeah, you don't exist. No, no, exactly. <laughs> We've been to a couple but of events where he he'll be at the event and they're like, "Oh, thank you for coming to Australia." It's like I am from yeah. Olivia. Olivia. I'm literally speaking. Yeah. I'm speaking in this yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, "So, how long you stay in Australia for?" I was like, "It's like they for, they my, think, I, they think I'm, I'm American." I'm like, one of one person got me. Um, I forgot her name. Oh, I can't believe I forgot her name. But she got me a box. Of like Tim Tams and everything Australian. Oh my god! I'm like, like, god, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like thank you so much. And Tim I Tams, and I, I appreciate it so much. But it's like literally, I'm I've been in Melbourne for yeah. like 30, 36 years. <laughs> she gives you Vegemite, and she's like, now be careful, be careful. It's very strong, oh, very strong. Yeah. Just a little bit, a lot of butter. It's like telling you how to do it. I'm like, come on now, Tim, yeah. Tim it's, not, it's not Nutella. It's Tim not Tams Nutella. are a staple. I'm like. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. All right. They're great. Oh, I don't man. even want to. Recently, for some reason, there's been a lot of uh, Vegemite videos on my like TikTok feed or something. Oh, and there'll be like people eating it with a spoon and they're like, oh, that's right. I'm like, that's not how you eat I know. It. I know. Put it on toast. Do you know why it's a challenge? It's like, no, it's not even a challenge. No, no, they're but just I've, like, I've, I've been told to try this. I'm yeah, like, yeah, why I've, are you trying I've, it? I've like seen Americans. It's like, oh, you have to try this as a challenge. And yeah. Like, they get a spoonful of Vegemite and they eat it. But like, some of them. Oh, are, this is bad. I'm like, but what some of them expect? are genuinely. Know, like, you have to I have know. it on toast, guys. You have to have it on toast. It's amazing on toast. It's. I'm telling it's you, horrible on everything. It's not. Yeah. it's so good on toast. <laughs> and <laughs> and Vitaweek crackers. Yes, yeah, you know when you push it together and you get those little buttery oh, Vegemite no. noodles that come yeah. through it. Yes. 
Get onto it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't no. do it. Oh, no, it's the can't. best. It's one of the best. Vita Waves is like the number two. Like yeah. just those little crackers with the holes in them. Yeah. Born for it, bro. Yeah. Born for it. Please give it a go. Oh, kind, of, kind of going back to the topic of putting yourself out there. I was kind of curious. Did you make the decision that you kind of wanted to be anonymous when you first got into Jack of the Dust? And like, if that was the case, at what point were you like, I'm going to make the transition to put myself out there? And yeah. what's, what's the reason you went anonymous? Yeah. Um, well, funny enough, it actually wasn't even a decision. Like I was kind of like, it wasn't, yeah. it, honestly, it wasn't even a thought. Yeah, um, like yeah. I was just kind of just like focusing on the art. So I actually didn't kind of make a conscious decision to go hidden. I kind of just like would naturally put my attention on the, onto the artwork. And like, I, I mean, even in the early days, I would still pop up like here and there. But like, I've never been, oh man, the one to just want the attention. Like, I'm not becoming an artist to be like, everybody look at me. I'm becoming an artist because I fucking love what I do. Yeah. And like, all of my attention is on the artwork. And when yeah. it's done, I'm like, fuck yeah, how cool is this? Or how cool yeah. is that? And like, so it actually wasn't a decision to become anonymous. But I guess just that's just how it like kind of played out. And then after a while, like I'm starting to realize and I'm like, fuck, maybe I should like show myself a bit more yeah. often than usual. I'm like, because it's starting to get a bit of traction now. And I don't think anybody even bloody knows who I am. Yeah. Apart from the people that come to my shop yeah, that are yeah. lo locals. Yeah. So the locals will come through and we'll have a good chat and we'll have a laugh and we'll show them through. And, you know, and then I kind of realized that, like, if you're not local, you're not getting any of that. Yeah. So I thought, fuck, we might as well just, like, um, put some more attention into just... And even still now, man, you don't see much. Like, I'll probably just pop up on, like, stories. Um, the PR guy has done some articles and stuff like that. But still, I feel like all this PR stuff is not as authentic as I wanted to. Like, I wanted to give it a crack. But, you know, I feel like in the PR world, they kind of want to mold you to what their maybe what they want. What yeah. their customers yeah. want. So, yeah. like, I'll, I'll, my intention was to show myself a bit more and be honest. Um, but I feel like through that PR route, like, maybe you didn't get the complete sort of you know stories so i'm like the best way for me to show myself just jump on stories every now and then maybe like jump on a post every now and then or something yeah. like that but you know it's it's yeah the decision wasn't to sort of just show myself i was just i think people would get a lot out of it sort of just seeing that you know i'm probably just a normal australian guy like you know and it's most people are probably surprised that you know i'm not exactly covered with tattoos yeah, yeah yeah um you know i'm not exactly like a death metal type of a character even though i'm wearing all black today yeah usually it's not the case yeah. um but so it's nice for people to see who is behind you know jack this of the dust like, yeah. all i do is skulls man you can imagine that if you didn't know who i was you'd be like this guy's dark bro <laughs> this guy's really dark um has no skulls at his house, but he's dark. I know, I know, I know. So that's 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 a rule of uh, the house. Is no, there's no skulls at the house. Um, well, there is a couple, um, but yeah. So I just keep them all at the shop. So when I go to my new shop, the studio, you'll see it's filled with them. So, but also I think it's I think it's good to sometimes add a little bit of balance. Like both my shops and my life is dedicated to like skulls. So it's nice to sometimes go to a place where that isn't like in the forefront. Yeah. So it's almost like I can, when I go home, I can step away from it and, you know, focus on basketball and exactly. you call of duty. And you like, don't take local work with you home. That's a different lifestyle. So this yeah. is an odd question. You said you do, if someone wanted to do a commission, you would yeah. do it. So someone, say someone had a special request and got you a real skull, like a real one. 
I've got a real skull. You've got a real skull? I've got I've got a real skull. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, I actually had somebody give it to me from America. So like I think back in the day when I used to post people's artwork a little bit more often, um, he's like, hey man, like thanks for the repost. Like I'll, I'll send you a present. And I'm, I knew it was going to be a skull because it's all he sold. Yeah. And it rocked up and it just fucking freaked me out because like I think it's it was over 200 years old because yeah. when a skull is over 200 years old, you can sell them. So there's actually a market for selling human skulls, real human skulls. Um, we still have it in the shop today and it's it's still creepy. I was just looking at it the other it day. <laughs> I was like, man, this is actually this actually used to be a person and it's just sitting on my desk. And I'm like, it's actually their skull, like it's the bone. So, so that's the question. If someone gets you a real skull and asks you to, for a modification, is I, that something I, you draw the line on? Or? I would probably draw the line there. Yeah. Like I, I would be happy to maybe like hash out some sort of a concept if it was with a brand or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, everything that I work in is, is like resin and paint, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm working with skulls, but it's not real. Like I'm working with materials and yeah. clay and paint and stuff like that. So, you know, to me, it's not crossing that threshold of this actually used to be a person and it yeah. might be a little bit demeaning to the person that it used to be. A That's part true. Of. And you probably get haunted. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> get oh, Your true. shop will get Oh man, yeah. oh man! But yeah, I have got it, and it was, it was a weird day. But with yeah, because I I've been to like certain like museums and shit, and I see like real yeah. skulls, and I always like seeing real skulls. Yeah, always freaks me out. Yeah, it does because yeah. it's just such a strange strange concept to know that that is under the skin, and that is going to be happening to every, not to get yeah. too, not to get too fucking green. Yeah, but yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But this no, is going to happen true. to everyone. True, like yeah. you know, like everybody dies, yeah. so it's like we're all going to like come down to that eventually. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a nice little indicator as to what we should do with our life to know that yeah. you know we're all going to die, no matter fucking how great we are or how fucking whatever. You know, everybody fucking dies. Life is life. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get the most out of my experience here exactly. and just try. try to do things that i enjoy and you know just try to enjoy the ride because that's all you can do man you don't want to look back and be yeah. like fuck i wish i should have done this and i wish i should have done that like i'm i'm looking back right now and i'm i'm very happy like i'm very happy and grateful of where i'm at right now and i don't have any regrets yeah and i, I, I just want to continue that like yeah. so i want to continue into the future i don't want to get to a point where i'm like maybe i'm like oh, i regret not spending more time with my friends or more time with my family or focusing on things that i enjoy outside of artwork yeah. you know i just don't know where the road leads but i just want to try to be a little bit aware of like what i'm doing balance you know balance yeah, yeah. You know, artwork is super dope and I definitely enjoy it, but it's not 100% of my life. Of course, yeah. Like there's, there's sport, there's friends, there's family, there's, you know, just there's a whole world of outside of art, but it is a component that brings me a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment. I just want to make sure that now that I've got it to a stage that I can put some attention to some other things that I enjoy. That's good. Chances are I might fucking regret it if I don't. I'll yeah. be like, fuck, man. Honestly, I wish, I, wish yeah. I had more fun. Yeah, I exactly. wish I fucking laughed more. Exactly. Like, you should be like that. You should have a work life and a social life. That's it. Half 100%. Does, does having a team like kind of help with that? Like, are you less hands on than you used to be? Would you say? For sure. I mean, like, when, when we first started, I used to do everything from top to tail. So when I was living in my little duplex, like, I had a four bedroom house, right? And I was making everything yeah. out of this house. So yeah. I would have one room that would hold the skulls, one room that was postage. I'd like, do artwork in the lounge or spray paint outside when yeah. everybody else went home. Um, and then every time I took on another person to help us out, it just relieved the weight off me a little bit more each time. Um, and right now is probably the best it's ever been to the point where we've got an absolutely fantastic team. There's, it's just an epic bunch of guys and girls. Like yeah. it's such a good shop. There's such a good vibe. Everybody's having fun. And it's like, also we're doing it in a healthy way too. Like, yes, it is very hard to keep a business like this, keeping, you know, 
positive and moving forward. So yeah. it's like I got to I got to balance between growth and being too aggressive because it can put stress on the team. So I have to kind of like manage that balance, yeah. um, which is where the ops manager helps. Yeah. He helps keep that balance, you know, to the point where he's making sure that we're running at a healthy pace. So everybody's enjoying themselves. We're still seeing a bit of growth. Um, but yeah, these days it's definitely a lot easier. Um, you know, I still sculpt, I still do uh, mold making. I'll do a little bit of casting, not a lot of casting. I'll do the paint jobs as well. We also have Stephen that does the paint jobs as well. Stephen Ward is like another talented artist that works with us and he's been with me for about five years and he understands like how I paint and you know, he can sort of add his little flair to it as well. So when it comes to bringing out a new piece, I might give him a couple, I'll have a couple, we'll hash it all out. We might grab some bits off his, bits yeah. off mine, mend it together, but these days, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of everything, but the team definitely helps to keep it still functional. You know, it's a big planet and it's like, it becomes a bottleneck. If everything ran through me, nobody would be able to get the artwork. It would just be very, very small releases. So they definitely help me sort of um, supply the world because fuck man, like the orders just keep coming. Yeah. And it's like, we're trying to keep quality and you just need that manpower to make sure that things get the correct amount of attention. They get QCs as well. We have like QC gates yeah. to make sure that things don't pass to the next stage. If there's a casting defect, it goes back. So we kind of have to draw that line at quality sort of thing. So yeah. it's, it's going really well. It's good. These days it's definitely a lot more balanced, which I'm like super, super grateful for because I get to sort of enjoy the journey a little yeah. bit. Any, any artist or any artist that becomes like an art director or, you know, a person that runs the thing yeah, always wants the end goal to have like a dope team. 100%. As soon as you have a dope team under you, it's like everything gets done. It's like it doesn't – it's still your work because you're the one that signs off on yeah. it and it has to be to your standards. Yeah. So it's, it's great that you have a – Well, it, well, it is, team. man. And, and let's be real. Like you spend like maybe 70%, maybe 50% of your life working. So it's nice to have good people around mm -hmm. you as well and good people that are on the same page. Yeah. You know, if you're all on the same page, life is easy. You're all heading the same direction. Uh, whereas if you get people that are maybe just a little bit against the direction of that you're going in, which is fine because people are like that. People have different aims and goals and whatever. But it's nice when everybody, it's just a super, super nice feeling. When everybody comes together, we're all on the same page. We're all moving in the same direction. That is just a really cool feeling for anybody, I would say. It's good that you're less stressful though. That's yeah, the oh, man. yeah. <laughs> way more way more time for basketball now. I know, I know. It's so oh, good. Man. So like I play on I play on two teams yeah. uh during the week. Actually yeah. one one team now and one's wrapped up. Um and then we just play casual on Sunday. So like Sunday is like super, super fun. Well, you play for an actual team and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's like a C yeah, like a C grade team. Yeah, like yeah. but we get in, it's all reft. There's yeah. other teams that we verse and, and we've gotten to the championships and stuff like that. Oh, like sick. it's it's so good. It's it's nice to yeah play casual and enjoy yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but then also have like the refs in there and you're playing for real. Yeah. So it's hard, man. It's hard. Like basketball is just like doing the beep test. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, that's. As soon as forty minute comes on, you're like bang, yeah, bang, bang, running up bang. and down, up yeah. and down, up and down. Oh, don't even start on the beep test. It's I hated tough. That. It's it's tough. <laughs> I hated it's, the beep test so much, tough. man. Yeah, it's tough, man. But yeah, definitely. And if you nice. sucked at the beep test, you'd hear it for the whole year from yeah, every classmate. I know. Going back to free time and and like you person that enjoys movies have you been watching these new movies that have been coming out or no yeah, no, no not at the minute like i'm i guess i'm just waiting for them to come out um on streaming services yeah. and stuff like that that's probably where i'll catch them i haven't been going to the movies as much as i like to 
Um, I guess I just haven't got anyone to go with at the minute, and I just I just can't bring myself to go to the movies by myself. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I'm happy. I've been doing that recently. Honestly, it's not bad. Yeah, because yeah. you, yeah. you have to catch up. Yeah, you I have to catch you up. Don't, you don't go on the times we go. That's what, I'm at work. He's I at work when we go, true. and he just goes. I go morning. like the next day in the morning. I'll watch it, but, but it's actually kind of fun. Like I'm the next gonna, movie yeah. we're looking forward to. What is it this Mario. week? Mario. This next week? Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. The Wednesday coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm so currently you're working on uh, John Wick. Uh, I I am working on John Wick and Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I've heard a lot of good things about that. I haven't seen it yet. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. It's here's the thing. I think it's a dope movie, but it's like I don't want to give too much away. But it's like it kind of the ending it, uh, finishes too fast. I think yeah. it, it gets to the third act. Wraps up too quick. Wraps up too quick. Yeah. But the whole movie, the like the, the first and second act super scary super in line with the old yeah. classics yeah. and it's very gritty and it has like some iconic scenes yeah i i, I personally loved it yeah. So, yeah yeah so i guess i've just got to wait for a it's stream, very, streaming i don't know if you guys and, are watching it together it's yeah. very gory yeah true <laughs> we watch a lot of stuff together me and carla but i think where we come together is probably oh and it's terrible i hate that i'm saying this in front of like so, a lot of people or whatever <laughs> is uh a trashy tv man like, like me, me and carla come together on like married at first sight. yeah i knew it i was waiting for it <laughs> what are you waiting like, for no, you watch that shit. Yeah, i know i was gonna say yeah, with you, my sisters as well exactly i could same. tell when he walked in this guy watches <laughs> maps honestly I knew, yeah. I knew I but felt the actually, vibe with Honestly, it's kind of interesting though. Yeah, That's look, not going to lie. It's actually man, kind I, of interesting. I don't know why. I hate admitting I, it too, but it gets you, know, you in. It reels yeah. you. I don't know why. What happens What happens is, let me tell you, if you get, if you get pulled into it, is yeah. you miss, I'll be watching it. Yeah. You're just walking around in the background, in the kitchen or something. You're like, oh, fuck it. What did she say to him? That's, yeah, that's, that's a bit that's fucking exactly. rough. And then you sit down and you realize you're bloody into it. <laughs> and you're watching it all. My, my friend sent me a trailer last week in line of what you guys watch it's because i forgot what it was called it was milf something but it's a show about milfs right but here's the here's the twist in the show yeah it's like i think eight guys and eight women and they ended up being the women are the mothers of the guys which they have to switch oh my god i've heard about it i'm like what is this that's so strange (laughs) that would be torture to see your mom dating one of your mates or whatever like like but dating a random dude in the contest i'm like what the (laughs) how do you reckon they all got him into that because like surely they would know going into it that yeah i feel like it is yeah do you want to sign this contract just know that your mate over here is probably going to be hooking up with your (laughs) mom i have to know like are you gonna not know your mom's i don't know i don't know know. like I don't know if you guys watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Do you, you don't watch that? No, that do. I don't watch. Yeah, no. I watch. He's oh, you watch it? Oh, really? <laughs> I, haven't it. I haven't watched it personally. I'm right. trying to give you guys <laughs> no, some modesty right. here, right? No, I respect it. Honestly, I respect <laughs> it. Don't shame me. They're actually interesting. I'll give yeah, it to no, you. Yeah, no, it it's, is. It is. It is. They reel you in, man. I, I know. know. And then apart from that, um, a lot of crime stuff. We get into like real uh, crime stuff. Like um, Don't Fuck With Cats. I don't know if yeah, you... Yeah, I've watched oh, that. Like that sort of stuff. So like we we get together on the trashy stuff but then we also get together on that sort of like Did you guys have you guys watched don't fuck with cats yeah, yeah. 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 that's such a good documentary it is yeah, yeah. so we, we love good docos together so we definitely me and color come together on a lot of different stuff um but it's mainly trashy tv and sort of grim crime documentaries yeah. and stuff like that very like polar opposite but you know we both love them both yeah i love the show uh but they canceled it it's called mind hunter yeah. That was so good and they just cancelled it. I'm like, why'd you cancel it? It was going good. Yeah. And 
they, they just cancelled Was that a documentary or no, like it a, a... it was a TV series based on like this cop that has to interview like the major killers in, in the Yeah, prison. is it yeah. kind of all about profiling and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I remember there was, there was, a, so good. There was yeah. an old movie called Mindhunters. I'm not sure if that was like a version of that, but like I remember Mindhunters, the movie was great and it was all about profiling. Yeah. And it was trying to figure out who was what and, yeah. you know, generally the guy that you don't probably, expect probably the is same. the murderer I'll, or whatever. I'll check out the movie. I'll see, see if it's the same. Yeah, 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 it's very old, very old, man. Like I was, I was back in the movies, working in the video shop. Oh, it's got to be about 10 years ago now. So I was 26, so a long time ago. Mm. So the movies were definitely quite different. We were in that little phase of like bringing in Blu-rays. Yeah. And we're kind of like, what do we go? Like HD or Blu-rays? Like yeah. there was that little period where people didn't know what to jump to DVDs yeah. from. Uh, so we'd always stock like maybe 10 DVDs and like three Blu-rays or something. And then like Blu-rays just became a thing of the past and everything's just streaming online. So it's, it's funny to watch how like things evolve and then things just become like sort of um, irrelevant. Yeah. And there's like, I wanted to visit that um, blockbuster, the last blockbuster in America, but... It- was that a was that a bar or something like that? No, no, it was. It was actually just a full functional full store. Full functional yeah. store where you can actually rent stuff. I, wow. I, they had extra stuff in there, obviously, but it's still a place where you can rent. Yeah, and it's like literally the only one left. Man, it was it was a good time back then. Like one thing I was talking about today is that obviously now we have all these streaming services and stuff like that. Everything's at your fingertips, and you can watch whenever you want, whenever you want. Whereas back when you were younger, there was everything was on telly, and everything had a time slot, so it's like you didn't have an option. Yeah. So when we were kids, like six o'clock, Simpsons would come on, bro. Yeah. We would che- light. Cheese, we would light up. Cheese TV as well. Cheese TV, yeah. Saturday Disney. Um, but your life kind of revolved almost around a schedule. Yeah. Whereas like now it's almost so like overindulgence, overindulgence. Like I'm on Netflix, like I've watched everything and I'm just like flicking through and it's like, I've got that option too now. Whereas yeah. before it was just on TV and then there was, you know, you get DVDs, uh, videotapes, VHS. Yeah. If you go out to the movies, I feel like back then there was just maybe a little bit more hype around things. Yeah, yeah, right right now we're getting flooded with yeah. content. and yeah. Especially when they, they, they release like a movie on cinemas, but yeah. you have the option to watch it on stream, yeah. which is weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so it's so nice to see like things like Mandalorian sort of come out one episode a week at a certain time because yeah. it actually makes you look forward to it and also you and most likely all your mates will watch it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So you can actually chat about it. Whereas like when you have the option, there's no way that you're going to be in line with all your mates or whatever. So it's like after Mando, you can like talk about it the next day yeah. being like, oh man, did you see well, that That's episode? what I like, the weekly stuff. Like Netflix like, introduced like, the the whole season at yeah. once. I don't like that. I was, yeah. It's kind I, of, I, I think it's good. We got that from like Last of Us. We got, we, we yeah, like it. Last of Us. Yeah. Have you, you seen The Last of yeah. Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's oh, great. Amazing. So we watched that like weekly and you, you have that conversation yeah. after. And yeah, with and Netflix, you don't I feel have like it. that was like really big with like Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, exactly. That's where I think it started like very strong because they're always that on big cliffhangers game that's, that's the weirdest thing about netflix nowadays people are like as soon as something comes out on netflix people are like oh i watched it all like straight yeah. away like, that's yeah. what it is it's like, yeah. that's, the, that's it's the bragging right it's um it's overindulgence yeah. it's like you, you kind of get fed as fun all, this, all this great content and it's like it sucks like waiting but yeah. it actually makes the next episode yeah. even better whereas if you just pump 10 episodes you're just like I'm just going to pump it. And there's yeah, a higher chance that one of your friends and stuff would have watched the actual one episode 100%. compared to the whole season. Yeah, so, so you're you in can't line. really talk about it. Yeah, like the um, scene out of Game of Thrones where the mountain and the viper, his head got crushed. Yeah, yeah. Like next day, everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah, did you see? What are you yeah. like? 
Yeah. He popped yeah. his like bloody yeah. head out. Oh man, but and I miss Game of Thrones at its prime, bro. It was good. It, it was, was so good. good. I, I, we have so much content now. Like yeah. I've got everything. Like I've got um, you know, Netflix, Dan, Amazon Prime, yeah. um, Disney you know, Plus, Disney Plus Apple Plus streaming service. I think we're paying like. 200 bucks for streaming services 300 bucks yeah, a month yeah yeah so worth it though yeah. so worth it. If, if that's like your vice like which if that's what you yeah, is, yeah. So if that's your go-to then yeah it's worth 100%. but i'm just like everyone's making a streaming service now yeah i know <laughs> so it's like they start to uh, become like a little bit watered down yeah so it's like there's a new streaming service coming out but like the thing is yes it is watered down but what if they have that one great epic show and that's what they yeah. do that's all, all they need all of them have that one good show I think that's I s- what gets you to get on them, man. Yeah, I think I signed up to one of them because they had the new round of Dexter. Mm. Like, so they had the new season of Dexter coming out. I'm like, don't really want to join that streaming service, but I guess now I have to. <laughs> and like now it's still rolling because yeah. I've just like forgotten to sort of like shut it down. But when you go to shut it down, there's always something cool that comes out yeah. and you're just like, fuck yeah, I'll check that out I'll too. That. But that's how they get you back, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good, man. Really so win. Like maths. I know. <laughs> All the same. <laughs> I was literally watching the reunion like last night. Yeah. And I was getting into it. <laughs> oh man! Now I feel like watching it. It's been oh, a while. Honestly, it, it's just seen... it's just drama. It's just drama, it's just man. Like drama, so, I man. feel like um, like it's in so mo- in most people's lives, there's not like a lot of drama. Maybe there is for some yeah, people, yeah. but you know, when you're watching all this shit unfold, you're like, it's just great because it's not happening to you. Yeah. but you're still like it's interested so, by so, what's going on. It's like watching a car crash. You're kind of like, ooh. Yeah. You know what? I'll probably start watching it just to have conversation with you on these, yeah, yeah. On these podcasts. Please do, guys. Please do. Catch <laughs> a couple episodes. I think it's wrapped up now. So maybe yeah. you guys could watch it from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Love Island, all those stuff. Oh, man. We got into those as well. Like, we've faded off a bit recently. And it was so funny because I seen one of those boxes was on, on Love Island. Um, fuck, I forgot his name. Tommy? Yeah, Thomas, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury? Yeah, but that was an old one. It yeah, was a couple I, of years I, Super old, super old, yeah, but yeah. I watched it. Yeah. And I was like... That was one of the better I'm seasons. Like, that boxer looks yeah. pretty familiar. Yeah. I'm like, where do I know him from? And yeah. I'm like, oh, Love Island. Yeah. I better not say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's how I found out. <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I've only, I didn't even know he boxed yeah, till yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So good. What can you do? Man? Yeah, it's crazy. too entertaining. Yeah. No, but it's been good. We're getting flooded, flooded with content. Like we're watching Dragon Ball Kai. Yeah. Mm. We're trying to finish that. Mm. It's like he's never watched Dragon Ball Z. So we're trying to finish yeah, that. Yeah, I mean like, how old are you? 27. Uh, tw- 27. <laughs> 20, <laughs> sorry, 24. 24. 24, 24. I was like, Dell. Yeah, sorry. I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you've kind of missed that like golden age because yeah. I suppose, how old are you? I'm, I'm 37 as well. Yeah, 37 as well. So yeah. like we would have been at like school, like, you know, we're just about to go to school. The last episode's coming up. Yeah. Goku's powering up the fucking spirit bomb. And you're like, I just, I, I just got to yeah, uh, go to it's school it's now. Yeah, you remember this, the Super Saiyan episode? Yeah. We're at the door. It's like, okay, he's turning. Just wait. And there's that, like your dad's beeping. So yeah, just yeah. wait a minute. Just wait a fucking minute. And then he turns Super Saiyan and it's like it finishes and you're just like out the door and you go, you go to your friends. Did you guys watch it? Man, Did you guys see it? The, they are just like the the king of uh, the the king of cliffhangers. Like, just they would just draw everything out, man. Like, it would just take like five episodes for something to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, but it always just like you just could not like break away from it. So, I mean, I understand like why you haven't seen it. You're 24. Like, obviously, yeah. it's you know where are you going to watch it these days? For yeah. us, it was Cheese yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just on every day, and I think before that it was like Sailor Moon. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon. So that's where a lot Digimon, of like Digimon as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of where our generation kind of picked up, like you know, just the love of all those classics. Is man, they were just on Cheese TV. Yeah, like back then, it was like either watch movies or watch these things or play Xbox, and I yeah. chose to play Xbox. Obviously. Yeah. That's Good just man. That's see, just see, what see, I want. He's showing playing his, Halo. Yeah. He's showing his age Xbox. 
We had we had Ness. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But was Ness good back in the day? Of course. There you go. Old console. Xbox was good for us. Well, back even if you, if you go further than that, we had like Sega, and Sega we, Mega Drive, and there's like the Atari. Nintendo 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody used to play. Well, for me anyway, is Alex the Kid, yeah. which was that free, was the, free was game, that free game, free game that it, would yeah. like come with the console, yeah. and like everyone's like, oh shit, man, he just got up to the blue castle. Yeah. He's past the forest now, bro. Just, it, you know, I just realized a couple of years ago. You know those things? I think it's in Alex Kid Two. You know those things that at the, at the end where you have to rock paper scissors. Yeah, they were their heads were rock paper scissors. Oh I yeah, just, yeah, I just yeah. realized. Yeah, that. the guys, I just, that, I just, the guys that had the yeah. Yeah, I just realized that like a couple of years ago. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, huh. no way. I played this game for tw- like 15 years and not know this. <laughs> Man, and it's just like every little section took so many cracks at it. Yeah. I suppose it's like today's like Dark Souls. Is it Dark Souls? It it's like hard. like yeah. it's yeah. like impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's a hard game. Yeah, yeah you, you just have well. to keep like trying that yeah. little section so again. Difficult, man. It's like those these games like you you never played them, but it's like. You'll be running through the game and you get hit once you die. Yeah. There's no, like Mario has the, they gave him the mushroom where you go smaller yeah. when you get hit once. Yeah. That was a co- cool lifeline, but Alex Kidd didn't have that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get hit once. And, and not only that, you so go so the, all the way to the start of the stage when you lose. And you got like three lives and there's no... Continue. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's no like save points. So yeah. you're going through this like super long sort of thing. So you almost got to be into like an impeccable rhythm where yeah. you just know what's happening. Yeah. Only because you've like failed at it like a yeah. thousand times and yeah. then you like sort of know how to get through. So most know, people would suck. I don't know it. if you played Battletoads. Yeah, Battletoads was sick on Game that, Boy. Yeah, but yeah. we remember that stage where you're like going over the... Like it's like on a, on a, on a hoverboard or, or something. <sighs> but you have to... It's like one of the hardest yeah. stages... And it's like, I would never beat that stage. And I'm like, why did they make this? <laughs> Man, I'm surprised that you haven't like pulled it up again today. And you're like, I'm going to beat that level. I, I probably will, but then I'll probably get mad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and break the console. But yeah, yeah, and those games like Double Dragon as well. Yeah. Um, All the games were hard back then. Yeah, we yeah. had to like blow out the cartridges to get it going. Like yeah. the technology yeah. was so fucking old school that like that would stop a game from working. Um, but there yeah. was actually written that you should blow the cartridge. It's yeah, like, it was actually there. Just a part of it. Yeah, blow, the like, blow the it cartridge. It was a part of the instructions. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like okay, that's how you get it to work. You just yeah, it gets to work. But man, it, it is cool to go through like that timeline and to see like games advance like so crazy yeah. from where they were back then and like what they are now because you have like a whole new like appreciation for it. I mean, sure, like when you play a game these days, like, you just get into it and you just forget about all that. But like they are it's so not the same fucking next level, man. Yeah, to what they used to be. Oh, like, it is graphical wise, yeah. It's beyond where it's going to go as well. It's going to be interesting to see. And I think we'll probably see it in our lifetime as well as yeah. where it goes in with like all this augmented, um, you know, sort yeah, of stuff. AR, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like how close it's going to become to like almost feeling like you're in there, like a ready player no, one situation where you get feedback. I reckon it wouldn't be too long before it gets to that, to be honest. That's already the way there, to kind of. Is yeah. Some, well, of the, some, some of the VR stuff is crazy. Yeah. Like um, that horror game PT that like freaked people out it was kind of like fully realistic i need yeah. to play it because yeah. if it feels yeah. so real you can imagine like the emotions would be you'd be fucking terrified if you're yeah. playing like a zombie racing. game or something like well, that have, yeah, you, have you seen pt so no. pt is basically it's kind of like a silent hill inspired game yeah you you put the headset on and you're in a haunted not it's not haunted but it's a dark house yeah and you're walking through the corridors and stuff and you just see like a a a silhouette past the corridor like a woman walking just like shit to and, freak and, you out yeah and it's like the, you're immersed in the sound and it's like just a creepy house you hear the door opening you hear a door opening in the distance and you're like you're physically there mm. while you got the VR on and a lot of people 
are not able to finish that game because it's so scary. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I even get that game that that way with like games now. Like even when I played um, Alien Isolation, yeah. I was freaking was out, man. Yeah. Like there was points where I wanted to turn it off, yeah. but I would say that's like the limit for me. Like yeah. Alien Isolation, kind of like I played through it and I really enjoyed it, but there was some moments, man, where I was just freaking yeah, out. It's scary. I don't know if it's just because I've got a crazy imagination or not, but like even playing like the new Resident Evils and stuff, yeah. I couldn't do it, man. Like I was They're playing, I'm, like, too, I'm fucking honestly. terrified. Yeah. I'm yeah. like. I can't do this like my yeah, imagination especially with headphones on dark room 100%. the latest Resident Evil like the Resident Evil 7 and 8 like 7 more so 7 was the scariest Resident Evil for yeah. me because mm. when it turned into that like crazy family that yeah that, that, like they, they chopped their hands off but they're like crazy like sort of I think that was the one I was playing and there was like a little situation where I was up in an attic and then this like lady this like grudge type character was running at me with an yeah, axe yeah, yeah. Oh, and i was like with a gun yeah, yeah and they make the controls like real fumbly yeah. so i'm just there like now imagine that game in vr because that's what we made him play yeah. once like back How'd you in, go? he didn't go good he was like five minutes in five minutes bro. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tolerate it without vr you want me to play with vr yeah they're just laughing in the back like hyenas <laughs> giggling they love it i'm like you try it then Oh you man, it, it, but it is like when when they start to close that gap of like making it feel like it's so real, yeah, like you yeah. start to feel those real emotions of actually being exactly. terrified, even yeah. though you're only just like in a room like this. Yeah, yeah. but you're not thinking about it because you got the. You, it starts to feel real. Well, it's so immersive that yeah. you're just looking. You're looking in the environment. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, you're just absorbing it in. The sounds are coming from different areas in yeah. the room, and you're looking in yeah. the, the yeah. areas, and it's like freaky. Yeah, I can't do it. I'll I can't never, do it. I'll never do it again. Maybe uh, we'll see. <laughs> we have to do it for the podcast. Yeah, you should yeah. maybe like get somebody like geared up here playing it with yeah. their reactions. That would be crazy. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll Don't do give him ideas. Yeah. Oh, you go man. better with that sort of stuff. Uh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not good. Like I get vertigo. So if yeah. I put VR headsets on, yeah, you I'll, start to feel I'll like probably, that. I'll probably like collapse on myself. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Terrifying, it's, man. It is. It is. Um, but the thing is, is like uh, VR movies are coming out soon. So oh, fully. Yeah. So there's going to be VR take movies. So basically, when you look at the movie, you watch obviously, but you can yeah. you're immersed in it by looking left and right and true. Up and so down. it just gives you the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, wonder, I think I think it's going to be a niche thing, but so yeah. I think I wonder how if that would either help improve the experience or make it worse. Because yeah, because you're like, looking if away. If you're in there looking that's around, what I, that's what I said. I, you're looking away from the scene, so yeah. kind of what's called. But what I think what someone was saying that as in you watch it once yep. and you watch it for the the movie. Yeah. But then when you watch it again, you can live in that world. Okay. That yeah. Yeah. So it just puts you in the environment, yeah. which I think would be like pretty cool, especially for like something like Avengers or something like that, where something like outer world is happening that wouldn't usually happen in your sort of day-to-day life. Like you're coming in, aliens are coming in through a portal or something like that. You're actually in the situation looking around. I'm sure that could be pretty cool if it's not too realistic, like obviously. I'll shit, I'll shit myself up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be super cool. For you to shit yourself. No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Trust me, it wouldn't. Make for good content. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. you, not for me. for me. Yeah. Um, Going back to, like, your work and after everything we talked about, yeah. is there one special project that you haven't, like, in your ideas book that you, you want to create but mm. you think you're not at that level yet to, yeah. to make it? 
I would say like I definitely want to I definitely want to make something a lot bigger that like in scale wise like you know maybe something like this or or I mean the David and Gaddy's are like pretty similar to that size yeah. but maybe something life size including like the full body like something like maybe 10 foot 15 foot I would yeah. love to do something in that realm yeah. um, but it's a different concept it's, it's it's a different way of working than I do so it's like I need to learn how would I do that would I sculpt a maquette um, get it scanned get it printed in a styrofoam and then like sculpt over the top of it so i'd have to investigate how to do it um also i don't have the space so like in our two shops we have mezzanine flooring yeah. as well so like the ceiling is like 2.2 2.3 so i couldn't make it where i'm at so I'd, i might need to rent like a another shop where i just make this project it's definitely something i would love to do but it's more so just like a passion project like yeah. i would like to do it and maybe even work with like a, a local um gallery or something like that and just have it displayed somewhere because like if it's that big where are you going to keep it like yeah. I, I couldn't have it in my house i couldn't have it at the shop so i'd need to make it and put it somewhere so I would, I would love to do something like that i just know that it's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse which means i would have to learn like all these new techniques and stuff like that but that would be like super super cool to do because i love life size yeah. but sticking to heads is kind of how i sort of like stay you know realistic to that sort of scale if we include the whole body like you've got to go six foot five foot whatever and it's just like we don't really have the methods right now so everything in our shops is built for you know something around this size something around that side maximum so yeah. that's probably what you'll see us mainly sticking to um but it would be cool to do something bigger that's awesome that's, that you, could be your next phase like yeah yeah what yeah, would you definitely. do life size do you have any like what ideas yeah man the only one that I, like comes to mind is i would absolutely love to do like an angel of death like a big oh, sort of like yeah. a big sort of reaper or something that has this big cloak and like yeah. these big gnarly wings and just this big like overbearing kind of figure like I would absolutely love to do something like that. So, but like even with the wings, I'm like, man, this thing to to do it justice, to do the concept justice, it would need to be massive. Yeah. So I would true. want you to walk up to it and feel intimidated by how big yeah, and scary yeah, yeah. this thing is. So if you keep it small, it's relatively. A lot of sculptor artists they, that, they always like f up the wings. Like they'll go small wings or something. Yeah. Like I sh I showed you my piece out yeah, there. Yeah. Even though it's small, the wings make the piece like yeah. them being that size on that Branching person out, yeah yeah you get that you do that in like the scale that you want yeah like the that's what's going to be intimidating yeah. the yeah. wings yeah well for me the wings just need to be absolutely massive yeah because um you know when you see something that big and when the wings are undersized like, you just know you, you just like, have to be like that's huge. not gonna lift that guy up man yeah. Yeah. you've got these little like sparrow wings on yeah. this big body so it's like i want to go these just absolutely massive gnarly wings with like maybe bones I've coming been, out of them or i've always like been that. fascinated with like wings on like yeah. celestials like there was this old piece i saw way back in my early art days where it was like it was an archangel, yeah. But he was like a massive giant. But his wingspan, like he, you see him, the camera views looking up at him, like he's, yep. he's a giant. Yeah. But his wingspan is from other side of the earth to the other side of the earth. That's well, how big his. So wingspan. he's absolutely massive. It's a massive wingspan. It's yep. like it, it engulfs the world, and that's like the craziest thing. Like imagining that that's how, his how wingspan. big it is. Yeah. yeah. His wingspan, and it's like that's what made the image, not the giant yeah. or anything, but just like the, the scale, the concept, the of scale, scale, yeah, yeah, because it puts everything in proportion, like how small you are to something like yeah. that big as well, yeah. You know, I mean, when you look at the the scale of the planet alone and how small we are in comparison, yeah. it's like 
fucking we are specs yeah, those we wings. are specs yeah. on the earth like yeah. so it's crazy it's like you think about it in video games term like, yeah you think about that being a final boss how do you beat that you can't like there's no yeah there's no option or or outcome where you yeah. beat that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah. Just, it's just putting it a little bit out of your reach i mean at that yeah. point you just better like yeah oh, well That's it was it. a good we had a good run we had a good run we got to the blue castle yeah. this will do so if I can ever create a piece, like one day, that that's one of that's the why I ask you that question. Yeah. I have certain pieces that I've yeah. written the idea of, yeah. but I don't think I'm at that level yet to yeah. create them. And that's literally one of them to create, yeah. like a scale piece like that. Because you're yeah. always there's there's always going to be improvement, and I think like anybody that thinks they're the best they're ever going to be is only doing themselves a disservice because there is always room for growth to become better. Sometimes that's the biggest thing I see. Is sometimes it's people's pride that gets them in the way of becoming better because they think, "Oh, I'm good enough now." It's, well, it's not that you're not good enough. It's just that there's always a next level. There's yeah, always improvement. Yeah, you could be better. So it's like, and it, it doesn't even necessarily mean bad. It just means also different. Yeah. Like, you know, who who even knows what I'm going to be doing in 10 years? I might be doing like Married at First Sight characters. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> or you'll be on a show like Married. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like a normal person yeah. sort of a thing. Um, but, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting to like just push on growth and change and just see where it goes because yeah. it might sort of like... I've, I've surprised myself like later in life. Like I only got into anime when I was like 30. Like prior to that, I was like, no, nah, it's just not my thing. Like yeah. people talk about, I love Dragon Ball, yeah. but like I didn't really we get don't, into- We don't really consider Dragon Ball anime. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I got into things like, I don't know how it happened, but I'm just like, man, I love this. And I don't love reading. And that's where I get my reading in. Is yeah. I'll watch anime. The mangas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll watch it in uh, like uh, English subtitles in the, yeah. in the native language. Um, so it might be in like Korean or like that yeah like uh was it demon slayer yeah the new one yeah they're so good man like the graphics of that is amazing and there's like there's just so many there's so i feel like netflix is really putting some energy into like getting some like good sort of animes put in front of the world and there's just so many that i've really gotten into and it's just surprising it's very surprising so, I mean, that can happen in the future. Like, I might sort of... It's just never... Just like something else that you never liked, yeah. 100%. Like, sometimes you're like, well, this is just what I like. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to get involved in anything else. But then it's like, you might get surprised. Like, even though it's a little bit off topic, like, I was going to the gym and one of the guys was like, oh, hey, man, like, a little bit short on numbers for, like, um, for netball. Do you want to jump in? I'm like, oh, netball. I'm like, you know, I like basketball. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll come out. Like, I'll just come out and have some fun. I fucking loved it, man. And it's just one of those things that I thought netball's not my thing, mm. but then I played it and I was like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so but it's just by chance that I got pulled yeah, into basically it. Basically, just experimenting, trying, trying new things. things yeah. yeah, so it's just uh, keeping yourself open because you just never know. Like in your head, you think, like, no, nah, that's not me, that's not my jam, but you just don't know, exactly, man. Exactly, because like, I saw you were um, doing a lot of uh, Greek mythology pieces yeah, and then yeah. you transitioned to like anime and stuff. And I'm like, man, I. I love it all. And yeah. that's, that, that was kind of my problem when I was like younger because I was like hard, finding it hard to get my identity because I'm like, I love everything. Yeah. It's like most people kind of stick to a team. They're kind of like, I love this or I love this. And it's like, I just kind of loved everything. It's I was like, nice. oh man, I love things that were like 
contradictory as well. Like I love anime. I love like sort of different stuff. So you'll see my artwork will always just be different. Like yeah. well, I just like different things. So it's like, you know, that's why sometimes there might not be, the only common thread is like death and skulls. Yeah, yeah. But I try to explore as many different concepts as I can because it's just so enjoyable. Especially when I study, when I study like these older sculptures, I get to learn a little bit about the culture and yeah. imagine that people sculpted these like thousands of years ago. And, you know, even Mimir, I got to like really delve into the game game and look into things and be inspired by different images and different color palettes and it's really cool to see just like study the topic of yeah. what i'm working on it's like quite enjoyable that they're all so different you know I'm not... I, I love doing that as well like when someone puts me on a project that i, don't, I haven't done before yeah just reading up about it and just learning about it it's like yeah you're filling up your palette for inspiration for later things 100 yeah. percent. like i definitely definitely enjoy that you know so i definitely want to just keep that going and keep surprising people and just doing things that might be a little bit out of the box for them but hopefully i can just put my spin on it to just still keep it in line with jack of the dust because you're saying like you're an open to trying new yep. things i remember uh Code has your, I think, David and Gaddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. And we were like talking about, is there like a historical era or something that you would like to dive into that you haven't really, in terms of sculpting, like you would like to, yeah. like, you know, Greek mythology and all, Roman. I, I, I love like Roman sort of history and stuff like that. Like I, I just love that era as well. So I feel like I've touched on that a little bit. Um, oh, man, it's so hard because I love it all. Like I would love to do some maybe Tibetan stuff or maybe... It's hard to say, like, I just, man, I, I love it all. Like, I love just how diverse humanity is. It's like, we're all essentially the same, but we've all created these, like, wildly different cultures based yeah. on, like, where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Or even, like, what we create with movies and, like, animes. Like, these are all from humans. We're all the same, but we're also wildly different. And that's what I enjoy about artwork is I get to explore these different personalities and these different things, which to me is very enjoyable to kind of look around and just see what's going on. I think that's why I love mythology so much as well. Yeah. Because you can dive into everyone's mythology. Yeah. They all have dope ones. Like, one of my fav faves is obviously Egyptian mythology. Yeah. Um, have you done any Egyptian stuff? Like, I have. Yeah. So I've done the King Tut yeah. bust. So it's a wall mount. So it's kind of got like the headdress and the skull yeah. beneath it. That was, I think that was like my first wall mount. Yeah. Absolutely. Super cool. Like, Super cool. I don't know if you, you've probably seen mine. I've done like a few pieces of like the the skull yeah. interpretations of Anubis and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're like, I'll, that's where I like to dive into skull stuff. Yeah. Like everything that's eternal. It, yeah. That's what, that, that's what I put skulls. That's why. That's where we're... I use skulls. Like if I'm creating an eternal piece, like yeah. an eternity sort of message. Some sort of a character that's yeah, like that, sort of uh, transitions space yeah. and time. There's like a, that's 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 where I like to use my skulls. Like yeah. I, I did the broken broken king, which is like a yeah. broken skull with the crown crushing him. Yeah. That's where I like to use them. And that's the cool thing about going back to the Anubis is you can create your own interpretations of yeah. what you think mythology is in your own yeah. life yeah. Well, it's so it's so cool with art is just like you get to decide like because you're passionate about it you get to pick the angle yeah and it, i think that's like the the most fulfilling part of it is because you know that if you don't do it nobody else will because yeah. you've got a certain angle that nobody else does you know there can be a lot of people that do anubis pieces but nobody's going to take that specific angle that you do and yeah. i think that's what's so great about artwork and that's also why i don't try to claim ownership over skulls if anybody does anything because yeah. it's not mine yeah. and people can do the same shit but put their own angle on it it's it's still yeah. very very cool man mm. i would love to see people do more skull artwork you know i feel like there's still not enough people doing it mm. 
like you know i've been doing it for a long time and you know i've seen people give it a crack here and there but i'd, I'd love to see more people give it a crack yeah and tag us where, where am i looking at <laughs> that yeah. t- tag us when you do skull out tag him especially because you know <laughs> I want to He's, know about he should, it. Yeah, he yeah. should be your inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's something like I, I love about, um, I guess, your work and you. You're very adamant on keeping things, I guess, accessible to everyone, you yeah. know? And it, I, I, was, I was like wanting to ask, and I'm really curious, is there something that kind of drives that? Is, it, is there a reason that you're always like, yeah. well, in terms of, I guess, pricing and the products you work on, is there a reason why you try and keep it accessible to everyone? For sure. It's because, um, well, I definitely grew up with like, you know, not a lot of money. So like I grew up in a sort of middle class to sort of lower class family where we didn't really have a lot. And, you know, obviously I want to try keep things in a price point that's affordable, but still allows me to like express my creativity and bring to market a high end product. You know, so it's it's that it's that fine line of like trying to keep it affordable, but trying to express my creativity in the best way that I can because it, at the end of the day, it's got my name on it. But yeah. you know, we I, I grew up um, like a lot of people, just in a middle class family, didn't really have a lot. You know, every time my parents would have a spare fifty bucks, we'd go out for a holiday and see my granddad just a couple of hours down the road. And I, I think like growing up like that gives you a lot of appreciation. Um, you know, for one, what I've done, where I'm at today. Um, but also I think just in life, I think it's it's just so rewarding to earn things. And I feel like you appreciate things a lot more when you have to work for it. So obviously I don't want to put the price point too low to the point where it's disposable because if you're not buy, if you're not spending a lot, you know, it's disposable. You're like, yeah. whatever, I'll just buy 10 of them and throw them out when they get dusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also that lower price, price point, I can't make something that's in line with what I want to yeah. sort of create. Like yeah, I'm happy with... Yeah. I want to create a certain level of realism, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's all about walking that line. You know, I'm always walking that line. I'm trying to create things that are like a little bit more affordable. And then I'm trying to create things that are just purely artistic freedom where I don't let the um, finances become the restricting aspect of the artwork because sometimes it is. Sometimes you're like, I want to keep it affordable, but I can't make the type of artwork that I want to. Because I've got to buy this distance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely believe that, you know, another core value is just um, earning something is just so rewarding, especially going through this whole experience of becoming an artist has been extremely tough. That doesn't mean that it's like, yes, it's tough, but very, very rewarding because you look back and you're like, fuck, that was tough, but I just kept going. So it's very rewarding and fulfilling to go through that hardship and come out the other end and sort of get to where you wanted to go. So it definitely plays a part like in, you know, how i price my products is mm. like i don't i don't want to be extremely expensive and unattainable um but i want to create a quality product as well which yeah. is why they're not super cheap so it's about finding that goldilocks zone yeah. yeah yeah as long as you're happy with the product that's it man like i'm i'm super they're both, they're like both, you're paying they're, they're both happy he's, yeah. his yeah. customers yeah. are happy he's happy exactly. yeah. even if it's like yeah. if you ideally wanted it a bit less like you're getting for I what you paid be, for. You like you can tell it's worth. That yeah. Much. So like yeah, if I try to get it too low, I might be a little bit unfulfilled with exactly. the result. And sometimes and you I just be can't. Satisfied. I, sometimes I just can't allow. You'd it. have that empty feeling yeah, like I could yeah. have done this. It would have been better. But yeah, exactly. It's um, better that way. That it, it is what it. Yeah, it definitely, is, yeah. definitely, man, definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a hard line to walk. 
um, because, you know, you can't really sort of um, sort of shoot to everybody. There's going to be people that can't afford it. But hopefully with these people, it gives them a little bit of motivation and something to work towards. When I first started, what I would commonly see is that's way too expensive, bro. Like your artwork's like way too expensive. It's like your prices are bullshit, bro. And like now it's all like I wish I could afford it. Like this is great. Yeah. My yeah. dream is to, so it, it's actually good for me to see that now people can actually see the value. Yeah. And yes, they might not be able to afford it, but they're like, I wish I could. And hopefully that even provides a bit of motivation yeah. to be like, man, I just got this new pad. I would love to have a new Jack the Dust girl. Yeah. I might just turn up the heat a bit and like, you know, work a bit harder and yeah. maybe I can yeah. get one for the house and yeah. like, you know, spice up the pad Good a bit. Like, so hopefully it just motivates people these and there's days. there's people that, that, that love the pieces, man. Like I just saw Bear Walker like do one of your uh, do an unboxing to one of your pieces. Oh, full on. Yeah, he, he, he I think he got one of the, this one here. Oh, epic. Yeah. yeah, so he got that one and done an unboxing and epic. he was like showing some love. It was like, so good. And I saw a lot of, uh, like after he did it, I saw a lot of people doing unboxings and yeah. saying, oh, I got this piece as well. Didn't Joe so, Rogan also like uh, show yeah. like your skulls? on? Yeah, his yeah, man, I, I was super blown away. So he reached out. I know Joe's been following us for a long time. Um, and I was like, I wonder when he's going to grab anything. Um, and he just reached out one day and he's like, man, love your artwork. Um, I wanted to grab seven of these skulls. I wanted to put them on the podcast table. Um, um, so right now, if you watch one of his podcasts, you'll see seven uh, Jack the Dust girls on his bench. And it's all the crazy people that sort of like see that artwork as well. And, you know, he's done like podcasts with like Elon Musk and like Zuckerberg and like all these people are like just talking over my yeah. skulls. And I'm like, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's surreal. surreal. Yeah. It is surreal um, because I never grew up as an artist. Yeah. So it's like crazy to see that. Like I had some passion. I wanted to give it a crack and I've somehow managed to get it to a point where it's starting to get recognition and I didn't go the gallery route. So my art is not what you would want to see in a gallery anyway. They would probably just turn their nose up, yeah. but it is actually really challenging to go through this route with like no support, Like you're kind of just doing it off your own back. So I'm super grateful that I went around the back end and got it to a point where people recognize it without the assistance of galleries because um, I feel like that's not in line with who I, I am I think, anyway. I think if you did a gallery just for yourself, though, yeah. it works and it'll be a dope one. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know, if you got like a Star Wars film called Skull and Clones. Yeah, if, if you, if, <laughs> yeah get it all going. Yeah, and it's like, I think that would be dope, like going around seeing all your different type of skulls. Yeah. I think it's a cool niche. I, I'm, I know what you're saying yeah. when you go to a gallery and yeah. it's like if you see like all art pieces and you've got a random skull somewhere, yeah, probably... It might not be like in but if it's on a, brand. If it's with, one that's themed by you, it's like yeah. a literal exhibition of Jack of the Dust. Yeah, yeah. your exhibition. Because my be friend cool. did that. Um, um, Jackson Booth, he's the one that painted that, oh, yeah. and also did my tattoos. He did, he did his own show, and it's like he was able to like, you know, f fulfill that line of work because. Yeah that show was just his yeah and it's it's a cool thing to see all his work yeah yeah that'd be cool like yeah. when you walk in it's just all your own stuff like i definitely think that'd be cool and maybe maybe that might be something on the cards yeah. for later on as well like maybe going over to maybe the states where they don't have the means to come and see me locally so it's like for I, them i think you do it in a different way like you be different like yeah. as in like when you do a show say you're releasing a new product like yeah say you're releasing four new stuff yeah you do it like a party or a show yeah for those things yeah but you put all your other shit yeah as well and they'll come check out your stuff show everything you can sell some offset stuff yeah. and it's like 
it's, it's an enjoyable party. I feel like doing that massive overbearing piece could yeah. be like something great for that sort of, you yeah. know, because it's one, it's something I've never, ever done before. So yeah. I think that might gain a little bit more attention and get like more people to come out. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely something on the cards. Yeah. That definitely could be cool for yeah. sure. We'll definitely come down if you do it. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah so good, good, man. I want to see that uh, Angel of Death live. Oh yeah. man, that would be dope. I want to look at it like... That'd be so dope. Do you have any, do you have any like projects you're currently working on that no one really knows about that you kind of would like to like yeah shout out. i'm, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. working on something at the minute like i'm actually trying to i'm trying to get back into sculpting a, a little bit more like i had a little period of um break last year where i was just doing a bit of pr stuff and trying to just give some love and attention to the other sides of the business sometimes when i sort of lock myself away in the room i just create artwork other things get neglected mm. so I, I try to just keep myself balanced and i guess i find it hard to focus on multiple things at once so generally when i move away i just focus on something so i've been doing like some pr stuff for the last six months which is done now so now it's back to sculpting but i am working on a wall mounted mickey mouse piece which and i this think this is for like oh, your, mickey mouse. this is for purchasable yeah it's for everyone yeah. like it's just so something cool that i wanted to do and like i've really been enjoying doing animation as well like the the rick sanchez yeah. um piece yeah. like i feel like I'm, I'm i'm starting to get the hang of doing animated work like grabbing a two-dimensional object and making it three-dimensional um, adding in all those Posca lines as well. So it's like you're looking at a sculpture, but it looks like it's animated because yeah. it has those drawn yeah. in lines. So I'm, I'm loving doing stuff like that. So that's where I was like, I did Boo as well, which yeah, you've yeah, probably, was probably seen. My favorite one was the uh, Shiny Charizard. Though. Yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. sick. That was sick. People love that one. That yeah. one went nuts. Um, so I'm, like, I'm just really enjoying like the challenge of trying to grab a two-dimensional object and making it 3D. Mickey Mouse, you still see three-dimensional objects and stuff like that. So there is some good references to help me out. But one thing I'm challenging, uh, finding a bit of a challenge with Mickey Mouse is that he doesn't have teeth. So I'm trying to show the skull, but I'm trying to show teeth as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, even when he smiles, it's all gummy and there's nothing there. So it's like, it's hard to sort of like break away certain portions, show the skull um, and then show teeth. But I have seen teeth pop up just once. And that was for like a little tutorial on how to brush your teeth for kids. Yeah. So I've seen it on YouTube. He's like showing kids how to brush their yeah. teeth. And you just see a little glance of just like a white, just a white yeah. screen. But that's all they give you. So I'm just trying to figure out how do I how do I attack that and you know do the piece justice yeah. and because I think you know I have seen a Mickey Mouse with teeth before and it's like this is the worst Mickey ever Mickey with yeah. teeth and I'm like oh, I, hope put, I, I hope I don't land in that hit, category yeah. put him hip hop girls that says Mickey yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so sick oh, oh man that's actually a good idea so like, ETA wise writing that down. You, do you have an ETA on like release on this oh, so people can like yeah. maybe get ready for it yeah well I reckon I'm gonna get back to work as soon as I get back to the Gold Coast so you might even see a sculpting video next weekend maybe oh maybe this weekend we'll see we'll see uh, but hopefully about another month or so awesome yeah but very excited for that um definitely because it has some challenging aspects as well so yeah. hopefully i can cross those areas and do it justice yeah looking forward to it well we, i think we ran out of time this guy's giving me the x symbol but, <laughs> shut uh, it down <laughs> shut it down no deal but, no but deal before, yeah. before we go tell the people where to find you and what to expect and you know easy how to, how to keep in touch with you Awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's Jack of the Dust on Instagram and TikTok. You can also get me at jackofthedust.com for my website and look at my archive collection. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Definitely appreciate yeah, you guys love, taking love the time. That, thank you so appreciate much. It was great to coming. meet you guys. And yeah, definitely appreciate the time. Awesome. Appreciate you always. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, tune in to us. Every, is it every week or 
Like, Fingers crossed yeah, for me. Whenever we, <laughs> whenever we, whenever we, whenever we whenever can. We do it. All right. Thank you for joining us. Love you guys. All right, Cheers. man. See you guys. Cheers.